Welcome to this episode of Nerdables. This time we are going to break down DC's fandom event and all the exclusive content that came with it. So without further ado, let's head to the fandom. Hello, everybody. It's all DC all the time. DC fandom is unlike anything you've ever seen before. I'm actually standing inside a stage that Jim Lee himself drew. How incredibly cool is that? It's crazy, right? This worldwide mega event is for DC fans across the globe. Salve DC fandom. Hola, mi gente. Guten Tag, meine Freunde. We've got exclusive footage, insider info, the latest DC news, and huge announcements. You know what I'm talking about. There was no way that I could come here and not bring a look at the movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> There's so much cool content to look at. That was a really special episode. Designed just for you, the absolute DC fan. Amazing. There's something that I can show you. Exclusive content! Stuff that seems impossible ends up becoming possible. I am beyond excited to be sharing this moment with you guys. Awesome. Hang on tight, because we are about to whisk you around the DC fandom. Are you guys ready? Let's get this thing started. Are we talking today, or are we just doing an intro? Oh, we just—I thought we'd do the intro. The, the Superman so music the thing, behind right? it was just amazing, and that's all the time we have for <laughs> this week. So, you know, I was thinking about—I wanted to play the whole Superman theme instead of that, but yeah, the that theme is like five minutes long. Yeah, but it's so good. It's so good. Uh, welcome everybody. I'm Ra. Joining me are Ethan and Chris, and for the second week in a row, we are. Discussing all things DC. Not much, not much anything else. Well, not not all things DC. There's a lot of stuff that DC doesn't do anymore. <laughs> um, well, it's all the stuff they do now. So, watching this yesterday, Beth looks over at me and goes, "These are the DC panels that they would have had at Comic Con, right?" It's like, yeah, this is this is what DC would have brought to Comic Con. Honestly, I think DC would have skipped Comic Con and done this on their own. Do you think it depends on it depends on whether you believe the story that DC's recent changes came out of an immediate reaction to COVID-19 and mm-hmm. the lockdown, quarantine shutdown, or you believe the idea that a lot of this stuff was already in the works. Right. And COVID just pushed up their timeline. If the first part is true, then yeah, this is probably something that was put together. But if the and it may, they may have gone done more at Comic Con, if the second part is true, it's more than likely this is what they were aiming for the whole time. Because something like this is not something you put together oh, sure. in a very short amount of time. Well, even so even I the think trailer is, and the fact that there's there was no comic content at all, which was originally promised. Uh, no, not exactly. Other, but what was the rumor of people of it moving to September twelfth? The they were going to do a separate event for the comic book side of things. For in September, this was mainly. First, they had to figure out who still worked for them. Yeah, but this but was this mainly the the TV. I film really much like animation. Marvel doesn't really need to do SDCC. Uh, Lucasfilm doesn't need to do SDCC and haven't in a few years. Why does DC have to do it? They well, finally have a point. They finally have a point where they have a bunch of exciting projects to them mm-hmm. all in a row. Because usually it's like DC's doing. One film that nobody's really that hyped for because it's Shazam with that guy that used to be on the show about fixing computers. Right. And that was it. 
where Marvel's like, hey, here's our slate until 2065. Yeah. We have a 4,032 movies to, sh- to talk about. We have 85 TV series and whatever. Well, that goes to so, the point you've always made of where it feels like with DC, they're throwing things at a dartboard yeah, and saying, we can, we'll here's what's We'll talk about stick. that later. But in terms of this specific event versus what they would have been at Comic-Con, I, I fall into the camp that they were not going... The entertainment part of it, TV and movie, was not going to be a Comic-Con. They were going to do this. And we've seen that. We've seen the last few years with Comic-Con where a lot of the TV and movie parts of things have started to fall off to find their own events. We've seen it with Marvel. We've seen it with, you know, with um, a lot of the Disney stuff because of D23. It's like Beth asked me yesterday, will will Marvel ever do their own con like Star Wars has or like like DC fandom? I said I doubt it because they, of D23. But they can. Here's the thing. Oh, they, yeah, D23 they can definitely can. D23 is also not every year, is it? It's, it's every other. Yeah. So what are you going to do in between? Yeah. Make MarvelCon every other. Right. Make Celebration every other, which it probably will become. As I think that's what they're planning on doing is Celebration's one year, D23 is the next year. But the year. thing is, D23 is, is a celebration of everything Disney. Yes. Fantastic. But Marvel can hold its own con. Oh, totally. Without a doubt. Especially if you just want to hold it for a weekend. Right. And... You don't even, this type of stuff isn't a con. This type of stuff is just presentation to get people hyped about going to see whatever your latest entertainment is. And I think is. that's and what COVID has done Marvel where it'll can change do it. that. Lucasfilm can do that. Obviously, mm-hmm. they already have Celebration. We've seen Hasbro um, doing that. Hasbro can do that. Sony could do that to a smaller degree. Sure. And here you have, DC could do it on its own with how much product they have mm-hmm. now, especially with, series coming to HBO Max, that they could easily do this. They could easily do two days of, of 10, 15 panels that are just like, this is the next Batman film. This is Zack Snyder's, you know, super extended, extended cut of the right. extended cut of Justice League. See, here's where he I... takes all the Joss Whedon footage and then just like has a person in the background going... Yeah. At it the whole That's time. That's such a... Sl- I mean, the we'll more... After it. I watched it... Yeah, we'll get to it. It was such a slap in the face. Here's why I think that the comic book content was originally supposed to be with this. And I think that the recent events had changed that to move it to September was because they promoted this as 24 hours of immersive content. But they only did 12 hours of it and then repeated the entire thing. That's amazing. I don't even think... I mean... They did twelve hours of it. They did smaller stuff that wasn't on the so list. Remember the original, the, the original lineup that we saw did have a, you know, hey, we still publish comics. Thing yeah. At five. Was that the Jim Lee thing? Was that that was the uh, Jim okay. Lee? They they did an interview with Jim Lee, and they talked about, you know, obviously the uh, the fandom that he you know designed and everything, and which you know was pretty cool. They they would basically they gave the hosts from around the world. Uh, a green screen. They sent them a green screen and they told them face left or face right, you're going to be talking to somebody. And then they would stand in front of the green screen, which would bring them into the the uh, fan dome. You know, Will Arnett did a great little thing when he did when he promoted the uh, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League game where he did it like it was a teleporter. You know, and he did this whole skip, you know, little sh- little, um, yeah, little thing with it. <laughs> I know. I was going to say. Strong. I was going to say skit. Uh, no. Snick. Uh, r- uh, no. Wow. Is that vodka or is that is Rich that don't do words good. Rich, Rich is starting to talk like gold Trump today. 
Um, that was a bad interview. Or, yeah. Um, anyways, so they did this whole thing, and it looked really good. You know, they did a great job with the, you know, they got fans from around the world to stand in and be host to, to introduce the next segment or, or the next panel, if you will. And it was looked beautiful. You know, I, I was very impressed with what they did. The problems I had with it were they didn't show it on HBO Max. They didn't put it on DC Universe. And streaming it, you basically had to, if you wanted to watch it on a television, you had to have AirPlay or something like that to throw it up onto the screen. And then, you know, obviously, you know, you lose a little bit of resolution and it slows it down when you do that. I was thinking, if you have these new streaming services, and all it was is, you know, you didn't have to click to go to a different panel or go to a different link or something like that. If you went to the DC Fandom webpage, it just automatically kept going. Why not put that on your streaming service? Especially DC Universe, which you're trying to promote anyways. You may have gotten more subscribers to that. I don't think they're trying to promote that since it's... Slowly, they're going to start going away. We don't know. I mean, it seems like that because no, we it's know. going away. Yeah. They got rid of all of it. We, yes, they got you, rid of a lot you of it. You don't fire 95% of your workforce for something that you're going to keep. And then you move, you're move. you saying that you're already moving that content to HBO Max or something all else. The con- all the, the filmed content will be on HBO Max. It's ridiculous. The only thing I them. haven't heard about is Titans yet. Titans will be on HBO Max. It has to be because everything else be is Because there won't be a DC Universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not going to CW. You're not going to have you know, Jason, you, Jason no Todd way. dropping the F-bomb. There's no way. As much as the, the, there's yeah. so much violence in that, and so much f bomb, and That's why everybody loves it because it's got violence. Um, no, but that was the that was my my biggest critique about the event was that you know it was it didn't seem like it was distributed very well. They wanted you to go to one website, and that was it. But then it seemed like well, YouTube. So all of a sudden, streaming sites they, are probably not even set up to do a live broadcast. Uh, but but even this wasn't really a live broadcast. Most of this stuff, everything of this was pre-recorded. Right. But the fact is that they wanted everybody to go to this website that they created specifically for this event and share basically the, the traffic to that one. But it site. was, but the, even the website was pretty generic. It had the, you know, it had the box where you would watch the video and then on the side, it would show you like Twitter things and things like that. But it, you know, it wasn't even in real time. Oh, I get that. It's just they spent the money to build this website. They wanted everybody to come to this website. So, and then for them to put it on a streaming service, they probably weren't even thinking about doing that. To be honest with you, I know it just it to me it just felt like it. It could have been a little more than it was. I you know, and this this may be just their first event, and they're going to do more with it. But it to me, with these new streaming services, it just felt like. It was a way to promote the streaming services as well because they did, you know, they there was a trailer for uh, Tenth in it, you know, the new Chris Nolan movie, which by the way is getting Tenant, Tenant. What well, I said Tenth, Tenant, which is not getting very good reviews, and a lot of people Someone's were confused see it first. <laughs> I know a lot of people were confused, thinking it was a DC film because they showed the trailer during it. And it was just basically that a promotion. I was trying to make sure that everybody remembered that it existed. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. It was just like they did, you know, they had CNN's um, Heroes, you know, the, the segments that they do where they, you know, show hero, people that are, are outstanding in their community or whatnot. And they had that on there. But then also, when you, if you went to CNN, 
there was a lot of promotion for DC fandom. And on HBO Max and all the others, there's a lot of promotion for the event, but not a lot of... To me, it seemed like they could have done more cross-promoting for it. You know, bring some more stuff into it. But even when you think about... uh, Let's take Disney, for example. Disney, when they do some large event on that's going to be on ABC, you wouldn't see that on Disney Plus at the same time. You'd probably see it a month or two later, if anything. So it's the streaming services aren't set for events, therefore well, they, content. Well, no, I mean look at look at how Hamilton was. Hamilton was an event for them. They well, had a event. time, yeah, but it they was, had a time that it was going to start. It's a recording of a previous broadcast. But that so was this. This was all a pre-recorded. It's pre-recorded, but it's not the event that they're trying to launch. You One way or the other, I couldn't put it on my TV, so I didn't bother to watch it. That's yeah. my thing. And, see, and that's, that's, that's kind I, of my point. Is that I wasn't, look, I wasn't excited for it anyway. I really, there's a lot of their content. I couldn't care less one way or the other. But the fact is, even if I wanted to, I'm not watching it on, on my phone. And, I see, and that's, that was my and point. So I waited until the traders, the traders, trailers, the trailers dropped, and I watched them on YouTube because that was really point of the whole thing mm-hmm. and that's it i didn't watch any of the panels i didn't watch anything live um i saw friends who had setups with like you know two computers and everything set up for it and i was just like i'm not gonna sit and you know load up the computer and do all the other stuff and all the other things if i would have been able to go and watch it live stream on youtube because like we've watched i shouldn't be able to watch the 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 hasbro fan first fridays on a computer, which I can, because they through, do it through YouTube Live or whatever they're doing with their channel, but not be able to watch DC Entertainment for 12 hours of just having a stream. I can watch Celebration right. on the screen. Just go onto YouTube and go to the live section and find Star Wars Celebration yeah. stuff for it. So that I mean, was that was my thing. Whether they're set up for it or not, the fact is, just like HBO Max, it's not rolled out well. And it's not rolled out to maximize the number of people that want to watch this in a way that we want to watch. We can watch freaking Toy Fair mm-hmm. live on Rich's TV and have our phones ready to be able to order all this damn product. Most of it hasn't even shown up yet. I know. <laughs> all right. Right away. But I can't watch the DC, DC stuff on it. Yeah. That's and that's, me, that's, that's kind of my is, point. Is a loss. I think it falls back onto the fact that they, they use this site to be the the thing to bring everybody to their site. And see, and with, with if they the, did it on YouTube, like for example, did YouTube live, then yeah, like through your fire stick or something, you can, well, I didn't realize until the end of the day on the fire stick, you know, you can, there, there are, there's like a Firefox app that you yeah, can get. It has a, it has a browser. Uh, it has a browser. So I went to that browser and I finally was able to put it up there and we were watching it in the backyard while we were working. And I was like, Oh, this is amazing. You know, I, why didn't I think of this earlier? But it wasn't, I, and I had the computer on the TV, the main TV in the living room. The problem was the main TV was getting a better signal and everything. And they're only, you know, what, 20 feet away from each other. Yeah. And, you know, I even put it, I even put it on the 2.4 gigabyte network instead of the five point outside because, you know, that extends out further. And it was just, it would drop off every two minutes on the fire stick. So it wasn't a, there was not a, a, a set, you know, a, a good way to get it on a TV yeah. without airplaying it or mirroring it off your phone or something like that. 
and which is you know which to me was a disappointment. I would have loved to have had it where I could have gone to YouTube or one of the other streaming services and just watched it, you know, like I do Celebration or any of the other things. Uh, and and then that's really my only critique with the thing. Other than that, I enjoyed the panels. You know, granted they were, felt like Comic Con panels. Even the some of the questions, you know, the the Suicide Squad panel, I thought was funny, but it was only because the there were so many actors there, right, and they were all kind of talking over each other, which Beth, you know, that was one thing Beth says. She goes, you know, I, that's what I hate the worst about podcasts. I said, so you hate listening to our podcast? You know, it's because they everybody talk over each other. Listening to our podcast because they talk because everybody talks over each other, and especially with TV and stuff like that. That's why you know the one turn on Fox News for a minute. She can't watch it for more than two seconds. You know, other than the fact that it's bad content, but because they just talk over each other. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I for me, I just couldn't. Once they started their whole quiz thing, I just shut off the Suicide Squad panel. I was just like, I can't. It's it wasn't bad. Many, it's too many people. It wasn't bad. It's not, it's not gonna give me any information. The so. the thing about the suicide the funniest thing about the Suicide Squad quiz panel was knowing that most of these actors had no clue what the answer was because they were related to comic books. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna get that with all of them. Yeah. And that was because the funniest it, thing. There's a, surprise people. None of these guys read comics. Uh Nathan Fillion. None of these guys read comics. And what you think of as reading comics uh, is true. not with any okay, of these guys. I, I, yes, you're, that's correct. These guys research their roles probably. Eh, I don't even do that. Uh, I no. know a lot of They're, actors that have picked up a lot of comics you, to research roles, but they say that they don't. I know. For I'm telling f- you right now, they don't. I know for a fact Robert Downey Jr. did, and the, and the reason I know this is because I, I had to work in his house, and he had the comic books there opened up with, with earmarks and with notes and stuff beside the majority it. of the people the majority don't yes don't. you're correct and you know what they don't need they to. don't need to because you're playing a character for two hours and you're you're bringing you've got to be able to bring yourself yeah, to that role yeah. anyways you gotta have something a little bit different sure uh no but i i, I like i like the suicide squad and let me was, let me point this out too that's okay yeah i have no problem with that the idea that you know the next person to play wolverine yeah, it needs to be someone who reads the 8,000 issues that Wolverine existed. No. Yeah. Does he or, need to watch Hugh Jackman's stuff? No. That was just, my next thing. It's it's get an idea of what your writer and your director want you to do for the story that they're creating and then bring yourself into how you're going to, to, to deal with it. Look if what Heath Ledger did it, with the Joker. Yeah. He, he locked Ledger, him. Yeah, he watched an interview from a TV series or whatever a couple of years ago and said, I'm going to do that voice. And then that was it. Uh-huh. That was the end of it. Well, then he locked himself into a room for two months and got as psychotic as possible. And yeah. Jared Leto sent rats to his yeah. his castmates because, you know, why not? I love it. Uh, the Harley Quinn um, animated series, uh, they did, you know. Well, let's go through the panels then. I mean, we were talking okay. about the thing as a whole. Let's let's try to structure this a little bit. Okay. So one you, of the. You watch most of it most of it all right so you you lead the discussion one of the pick a panel the first panel the first panel wonder woman 84 um they had linda carter they had gal gadot and they had um uh, patty uh, jenkins i almost said patty duke wow (laughs) so they had the three of them patty duke would make an interesting wonder woman film (laughs) and so they, they you know they were talking about the film they showed they showed a brand new trailer that we got our first look at cheetah uh, actual cheetah. 
I think it's the first look. I don't think Kristen Wiig's in the first trailer, is she? Yeah. I think you see her for a second. Like you they don't see, see her as see. Cheetah. You see. Well, yeah, her no, but I, I, I don't remember if you can see. Yeah, I guess no, you, you don't see. see you don't see her as Cheetah. You just see her as Barbara. Yeah, you see her at the end for like a. So what they do in the panel? So the panel is basically them. The problem with the panels is they get off of topic of, you know, when you don't have a structured panel when you're like at Comic Con, and you 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 even know Comic Con. Or, or podcast. podcast. And you said they get off the problem is they get off topic. Like, they get off topic. <laughs> they get to off topic so easily. And they just. When I'm the one steering us back to the topic, we're in trouble. And, but, it, but that's just, even, you know, and Patty Jenkins, I love her to death, but man, she can go off on a tangent worse than you. And it's amazing. Go to a Scott Snyder panel. So oh, I know. I've been to yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, they were, they were talking about, you know, uh, Linda Carter being Wonder Woman. And to me, at first, I thought, this feels like them setting up the, um, what, you know, like, the the stuff that's available to buy or rent or, you know, stream. Because they were talking that to Linda. part of it, too. They were talking about Linda Carter, about, you know, her run as Wonder Woman and everything she did. And then about, and then they talked to Gal, you know, Gal Gadot about her time as Wonder Woman and what she's done. And then it was just like, DC puts up an ad at the end of it. Wonder Woman available, that such and such. Wonder Woman, the, or the TV series is available, such and such. I was like, the, after, after the first panel, I went, is this just them setting up ads for merchandise and or streaming. Well, yeah, it's part of the it could be part of the DC fandom is trying to get people to subscribe to their sub- uh, streaming services. The too. reason that all these guys go to these panels. Oh, sure. I is the control of this. If you go to Comic Con, Comic Con is not going to let you put at the end of the panel for like five minutes up on the thing. Go to www.dcbyourcrap.com and get the DVDs of Wonder Woman series and all mm-hmm. this. They don't let you do that. Mm-hmm. Or they highly did. We weren't allowed to do that. Right. Right. We weren't allowed to like, we couldn't, what, what was it we couldn't do in terms of giveaways or something? We had like oh, a bunch God. of rules. There were so we? many rules that we yeah, were things so that we couldn't give away. DC can make its own rules. Yeah. It can literally just say behind them on the panel, when, if they get to the point where they're going to hold this at Universal Studios or whatever, mm-hmm. or they're going to hold it at the Coliseum for God's sakes, who cares? That thing behind it's going to be www.dc asks you to come here and buy our crap.com right. the whole time that Linda Carter and Gail Godot and Patty Jenkins and pa- uh, Pedro Pascal and Chris Pine and all of them are talking about. Yeah, you know, I love the I love the 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 invisible jet is great and we get to see it. Oh, by the way, have you seen the new invisible jet that's available from yeah. Amazon? It's a it's a classic design of the visible jet from the cartoon Super Friends, and it's available now for only twenty nine ninety nine. And there's a link right up there if anyone wants to take a screenshot. That's happening. That's right. why these that's the control part of it. And so that's going to oh, sure. happen no matter what. But the thing is, as long as it stays pertinent to the conversation, you're not going to have Linda Carter on that stage, right? Someone who you thought would be in the first film as a cameo and is in the second film, and not mention the fact that she's one of the first live action Wonder Women that ever. And seen. this panel was more of the Wonder Women because they did yeah. a Wonder Woman 84 panel where they had Chris Pine and, and Pablo on there and everything. And Pine is sitting there at one point and it looks like he is like bored out of his freaking mind because, you know, they're off on some kind of, you know, doing some kind of like quiz thing or something. And, and Pine's just sitting there and he's like mm-hmm. really up close to his camera and everything. And he's just like, the look on his face is like, I'm ready to fall asleep. I can follow. And Pablo is back there kind of like doing this. Here's the second secret. Most of them don't. Oh, I know. I know. I know. When they go to Comic-Con, they don't like these. Oh, I know. 
I know. A few do. There's a few. But there's, there's probably there's a few, few that are sitting there. Look, I mean, at the end, thank God for Channing Tatum because he saved Stan Lee's life at the time from yeah. falling off the stage. But I'm sure Channing's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. No, it's, it's yeah, it was... Uh, it, the, the, there was a theme with all of the panels that was kind of like that. Um, but yeah, it was, it, you know, it was interesting hearing some of the stories, especially, you know, when you hear Linda Carter talking about being Wonder Woman in the seventies when, you know, it's, there's not that women's movement of, you know, empowerment. And she was just highly sexualized. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen all the costumes? Oh, the Wonder Woman. Yeah, ever the Wonder Woman, the Wonder no, Woman exactly. costume That's period. I'm saying back in the seventies. And then they different. show the trailer and there's that beautiful shot of Gail Godot getting out of a car. Yeah. With the slit on her dress, and all you see is just, just short <laughs> of the the hip bone all the way down, mm-hmm. bare um, bare leg, did everything. So yeah, it's it's it hasn't changed that much. Like, no. no, it's definitely not changed. To be honest with no, you, no, but there is more of an empowerment, especially for little girls to see these type of characters up on the ro- you know screen. Um, one of the fascinating panels was. They did. So this is this is just a one room panel. So there's also an 84 panel. There was also an 84 panel. Did you see the 84 panel? I did. Okay. How was the 84 panel? It was weird. Outside of Chris Prine falling asleep. It was weird because they'd already sh- they'd already released the trailer earlier on. So they released the trailer for the other panel. Yes. Okay. And then the eight- so the, the majority tra- of this all got leaked. So a lot of people have already seen a lot of the content that fandom was putting out correct because everything yeah like i said in earlier was this whole event was pre-recorded no i know yeah i mean when when you're to listening to them talk to each other sometimes you know it's like they'll do Zach Zack snyder's doing it you know hey let's listen to you know pablo in in mexico give me this question no pablo's in brazil he's the one that can oh, brazil ass at like call of duty <laughs> Great question, Pablo. Here, let me tell you, you know, and it's like, you know that. How did you turn into Quentin Tarantino? Great question, <laughs> Pablo. You look like Taron Killen trying to do Quentin Tarantino. Great question, right? So Wonder Woman, right? She's got like her slit up the dress, right? But then there's armor, you know, which means she's totally empowered, right? Yeah. Uh, By the way, we get a Wonder Woman film from, from Quentin there Tarantino. Was, She's not wearing shoes or boots the whole time. Oh, right. It's just oh, yeah. insane. Why did these warriors talk to me? It's funny. It's Patty Jenkins had like four or five pa- panels. She did one where it was just her and... Uh, it must have been tough to like run around and get to those different panels. I know, right? It was her and Serena Williams. And it, it was... Oh, yeah. They did a new line of... Her, her Eleven line, mm-hmm. which is, you know, she has a wonderful Wonder Woman line in it. Um she and talked about like whenever she does the Olympic line, she always thinks about Wonder Woman and how... We can tie into that and things like that. And also how I can sell the same shirt for $65 instead of 30 right. I was like, ooh, here's direct competition for her universe finally. <laughs> well, there's always been direct competition for her universe. It's called any other clothing on earth. Yeah, mm-hmm. but when, when Ashley started that, there was no other real women's line. Right. There's women's lines. And then not, not the, other main, and, not and then the rest of them also figured out, I can do the same shirt for $20 <laughs> cheaper. Well... <laughs> That's like saying forty dollars cheaper, <laughs> but it doesn't have the her universe logo. La- That's label perfectly on it. fine. I'm pretty Although, sure the kids on the playground aren't like throwing the girl down to the ground and doing checking the tag. Like it doesn't see her universe on it. Get her! Although you you say that and you you're making a joke out of it, but Beth went to buy the 
the um, jacket from uh, Umbrella Academy, you know, the school jacket that they wear. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't say her universe in it. It just says Umbrella Academy. And she's like, I don't know if I want this. I don't think this is the her universe one. And I'm like, honey, it's the same jacket. Same and jacket. you know that a Hot Topic is selling her universe stuff. She had to, you know, she did some research to find out. Oh yeah, it's the same jacket. She can do that research, but you can't figure out why that one store is called Justice. Come on, <laughs> let's go. Um, so so yeah, Jenkins is on fifteen panels. She did a lot of panels. Uh, so, did they tell you anything about the movie? Not much. They allowed the trailer to be, you know, they just showed you the trailer. Yeah, there's no, there's no information given at any of these panels. To be okay, honest. so then let's talk about the trailer. Uh, the Snyder one kind of had a little bit of information. Right, that is four hours yet. long. That's pretty much well, it. Well, well, we're not there we'll yet. That. We're we'll not there yet. Let's talk about the Wonder so Woman trailer. So the Wonder Woman trailer. So we finally get our first look at Cheetah. We see her as Cheetah, and we get a little bit of idea of what the Cheetah character is, what's driving the Cheetah character. Mm-hmm. Well, if you were in the comic books, you would have already known that. Sure. But within the yes, cinematic within. universe... They start to show some of her motivation. They start. They start to show her motivation. Yes. I was surprised by more that you got a little bit more of Max Lord. Yes. And the fact, because like watching the first trailer, I'm going, how are they pulling this off? Where like he's the good guy that's, or he's the bad guy that is sort of like a good guy to start with, but you just see more of kind of what he does, and the stuff that's there. Um, we get more of the the little. Although, not the little, the armor piece. Although I, I, I imagine she's only wearing that for half a minute. It doesn't seem like she's wearing that long. No. But that shot where she dumps the the wings and they yeah. kind of come towards you and it's shot from below, like that's perfect. You know, I, just, I just kind of feel like that's maybe like a final fight scene type. Oh, it's got to be. See, that's what I thought. It was, like you, that, so. you, there's a fight scene because they kind of showed a clip of her with Cheetah before. Well, have you seen the Legos? No. Okay, then don't. Um, where Cheetah kicks her ass in as a, in the regular Wonder Woman costume, so she yeah. puts on the armor to protect right. her. Well, there's shots in the White House and everything. Yeah. There's one thing that drives. Me nuts. Is that Steve flying a, a nope advanced fighter? Nope. There's one thing in it that I swear to God doesn't need to be there, and I don't need it in yet another Wonder Woman movie. Jai Courtney? No, we'll get to that. <laughs> All the people to bring back. I know, uh, right? <laughs> as soon as I saw we've that. We've got more training on Themyscira. Yes. Why? Yes. Why? It is funny. Young, is there young Diana, them running up. The Olymp- it looks like the Olympic theater. And I'm like, what? Why? This is, I can't get this through anybody's skull, which means I'm totally wrong. That is so superfluous in the first yes. movie. It means nothing. Yes. And I know you, you, you put it in there to be like, look at how badass these chicks are. These, these chicks are so badass. Watch them in slow motion. Watch them in slow motion again. Watch them in slow motion that's slower, slower motion. than the slow motion that you slow motion before. Uh-huh. And the only reason it exists is because when the Germans show up and the first one gets shot and they get slaughtered, yeah. you're like, oh my goodness, the Germans are so bad. You should know the Germans are so bad. <laughs> well, like, you, you see the, little the Diana, Diana stuff in it is fine. You see little Diana beating the, new, the older women. Yeah, in the new trailer, we see little Diana running and everything. I just looked at that. I was like, oh, no. No, yeah. no, no, I, no, no. I, I, Other a, than that, I really like the trailer. I don't know what it is. I really like Chris Pine. Yes. He just seems like a cool dude, and he's just kind of, his, his lines are delivered well. But I'm this, interested to see how he comes back. Obviously, as I think everybody else is, but he's got the it's Steve Rogers. Part of her. It's the flip to a certain degree of like she's kind of the clueless one in the first one. Yes, and the flip is now he's sort of clueless in 1984 as she's been living. Let me fly this know, advanced, you know, 
Jet. Why is it tornado? I don't know why. Let I'm me find like, this. That, that sure looks like a tornado to me. Yeah. Let me find this jet, but I have no idea what radar is, and I'm going to know what all of these levers and buttons do. Come on. It's like a. It's either, either that or it's an F-111. I'm just looking at it. Like, but it was weird because. What is this? What is this jet? Like, this is an odd. But it's weird because they're sitting side by side. That's, what, that's an F-111. Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The F-111 was, a, was developed as a. Attack aircraft for the Navy. Right. It was too heavy to fly off of a carrier, so that's why they built the Tomcat. And then the the uh, Air Force bought it. Yeah. And instead of having, and part of it, the reason it was too big, had too big for the aircraft carrier, it was too wide. Right. Because they insisted on the seats being side by side. And you, you have a, I think there's a model with a four-seater, too. The F-111, is that the, is, is that what the Nighthawk is? No, the F-111 is the. They're Night Raven. No, the F one seventeen is the is the yes, that's right. Yes. Okay, that's the F, what it no. Is. The F one eleven is a Vietnam era jet. Yes, it's the first. It was developed as the sweep wing. The only reason that it has a sweep wing, it's the only Air Force jet that had a swept wing, because in its development, it was developed under contract for the Navy, right, or to try and get the Navy's contract, and it had to have the sweep wings in order to be able to fit on the aircraft carrier. And it didn't work. It's too heavy. It can't take off of an aircraft carrier. Right yeah. into the sea. Um, when the Air Force bought it, they kept the swept wing. Gotcha. And that's what it looks like he's in. It does. Especially with the side-by-side and the double engines with a single tail fin. I was going to say, yeah. It's also the, the double engines and a single tail fin because the Tomcat has double engines as well, but most double engine planes have double tail, uh, tail fins. The F-111 has a single in the middle. So I'm pretty sure that's what he's flying. It looks fantastic. And, and that's one of the few ones that I'm excited for. I'm excited it also feels see. more like a, a Patty Jenkins film well, from what we've seen so far. slow-mo. I mean, it's obviously all the all the action in these types of movies are based off of a Zack Snyder. Yes. Um, uh, feel. Pro, pro, yeah, feel, proclivity, whatever you, you, you want. The the color tone and the slow motion and just the, the color tone on this does seem to be a little bit brighter. I mean, the cheetah yeah. parts a little bit, but like the, the shot in the desert and then her in the in the White House, yeah. they're lit well. You know, you can see what they're doing. Um, there's a party scene to it. it I like the first one. I don't love the first one. I don't think it's the best movie that's ever existed, but it's good. Is it the best DC film or of the of, since since of the Man of Steel verse? Yes. by far. Yeah, it's the only one that doesn't want to make me throw up in my mouth. Uh, you still haven't seen. Uh, I've seen two Shazam. of them. I've seen two of them. That's it. Melissa has seen more DC films than I have. <laughs> she she watched Batman versus. I'm Superman surprised you TV. haven't seen Shazam yet. Why are you surprised by that? Because it's a little bit different than the others. I do not like Zachary Levi at all. I know you hate him. I have no interest in no, seeing that. I know you hate him. him. I have no interest in seeing in, in seeing that. When we get to something that's connected to it, we'll talk about that. Um, but no, it's, it's a good trailer. God yeah. knows when we'll see the movie. Oh, it said 2021. That, one, that one's complete, though. That's one of the only ones that is 100% complete. As far um, as shooting goes. As far as principal shooting, yes. Um, as far as uh, I'm trying to think what the next panel was, uh, that's why I was trying to hurry what up. What was the next one you think of? Everybody's well, Suicide Squad was after, was I think, it, I think Wonder talking, Woman well, was first. Suicide right, so, Squad so let's talk about okay, wait, before that, they did, they did kind of a um, for people that may have remembered how Cartoon Network did the DC shorts in between their shows mm-hmm. of it's what maybe five years ago, maybe a little bit more. Where they remember they did the uh, they did that claymation one where they talked like babies and stuff. 
they added that stuff into well, it was the the Wallace and Gromit guys. That yes, mm-hmm. they did the yeah, in they between had the Samurai panels. Batman one, right? That was insane or Ninja Batman. That yeah. was awesome. Well, and that's how like, Ninja here's, Batman here's became. Two minutes and you're like, why is this not a show? That's why they made that mm-hmm. that animated film. I remember the Turtles did those ones for a little mm-hmm. bit yeah. after, and then I could never find after the first two. I don't know where the rest of them are. So they did that, you know, and then the, it was the, you know they had they would show cosplay in between the panels. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they would have you know, and uh, fan art and things like that. In, you know, fan art makes sense. trying to go in between the panels. So they, they were showing the cosplay, and one of the time, one of the times they showed cosplay, they went, you know. You see the you know designers in Hollywood making these costumes, but they're not the only ones that can do these great costumes. So can the fans, and then they you know they go into it, and they show you know the, you know just like shots of Comic Con and you know other cons where they're dressed up. And the thing that bothered me about that is a lot of the ones that they were showing pictures of, it just says cosplayer unknown. Yeah, so I'm like you're taking <laughs> pictures from people's they just Instagrams pulled stock or yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah. And you're not giving them credit. You're just like, oh, we like this, and we don't know who it is, so we're just going to use it. And I had remember, a, if you have your picture taken at Comic Con, basically your badge at Comic Con yeah. releases you for, right. for everything. So it's probably stock footage that they took. Yes, they didn't bother to walk over and go yeah. like, okay, hey, you're a great Harley. What's your name? My name is um, Harley at Patreon.com. You just write that down for but me. But also like a lot $40 of- a month, and I show you my boobs. There's a few cosplayers that i follow that they've used their images oh, and yeah. they didn't give them credit and it wasn't something that they did at a con or something it's like pictures from their instagram that somebody else DC's submitted instagram instagram no the cosplayers instagram oh they're just ripping a different off the... person has submitted to fandom when fandom said hey send us your pictures i have one cosplayer that never submitted anything to dc and yet they have a bunch of her pictures and I miscredit her because they were going by names of other people. You don't think it, you don't think it's an intern just going through clicking, uh, googling Harley she, Quinn she, cosplay. She's not has someone who has an intern. <laughs> she's a no, no, no. I mean somebody at DC was when they're trying Maybe. to get these well, wait, these the images. Point is, is she suing Warner Brothers? No, no. There you go. Uh, but so it's then, just, yeah, it's like it's to me, that's like it, that's a that's a jerk move for DC to pull. They did one of these. DC never makes jerk moves. They did one of these shorts that was uh, Bruce Wayne and Terry McGinnis, you know, Batman Beyond. Oh yeah, and that was uh, the one Darwin Cook designed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I remember right. Yeah, and they 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 it was Bruce had tapped into one of the multiverse Earths, and it was the Adam West Batman Earth. They were watching Batman, and 66. they're watching Batman sixty six and doing commentary. On and it was game. basically them doing Mystery Science Theater three thousand with it, and. They got stuck on Robin and his his elf shoes. His elf shoes, and also he was like they were in a in a tub. You remember? Remember they were there. The Joker had them in like a giant Venus flytrap or something. That well, was, no, there was know, a clam that was clam, coming yeah. after him, and they were submerged in water. And he's like, "Well, at least Robin's in his bathing suit." Yeah. And it was just like, wait, this big heist with this Joker is he's throwing fish at them. You know, it's like the, it says the yeah. ah the the fish cat the fish snapping of the century and everything, and then they got you know on they make reference to, Caesar to the musta- mustache, yeah, to the mustache and everything. It was like I want this as a show. This would be the most amazing Batman Mystery Science the- Theater three thousand crossover show, as them just going through each of the the multiverses and making fun of whatever they see. It would be great. I think you'd get older after. Oh, I don't know. A few episodes, though. 
Um, but so that was one of the interludes to the next panel, which was Suicide Squad, where we got James Gunn saying this is the best movie he's ever worked on, and it was the most exciting, most fun, most thrill-packed movie ever. As I can't tell you, I'm working on Guardians 3. <laughs> and he said, and then he mentions that, you know, he's got the the designer that it was worked with him at Marvel uh, working on this. And I was like, oh, he actually said Marvel. And, you know, there's some DC fanboys who are like, no, he mentioned Marvel. You're not allowed to mention Marvel. When you, it's like the WWE can't mention any other wrestling organization. You know, like they don't exist or anything. Well, I'm sure uh, he probably heard from DC execs after yeah, that don't call. mention them ever. Like, hey, what are you doing? So he introduced the 300 people that are in the new Suicide Squad. Sure feels like it, yeah. I mean, it was everything. The biggest part of this panel was them making fun of, uh, of of Rooker. You know, it was like how bad savant. Yeah, savant. They, which was it, savant or no? He is savant. Yeah, which he has long white hair in this red outfit. I mean, the bad thing is that he's got like a bowl cut bangs on it. Too, yes, so he looks very odd. Well, Gunn went back to the earliest of early days of the suicide squad to pull in this motley crew well he's talking he talked about um how this one he's gotten a lot of inspiration from the original suicide squad comic book because that was the one he remembers reading the most well he said that this he wanted this movie to feel like it was a sequel to those comic books Mm -hmm. instead of a sequel to the last film yeah so in the last you know why wouldn't he want to just have a sequel <laughs> to the last film? The only connections really to the last film are Amanda Waller, Amanda Waller, uh, Margo Flag, Robbie. Margot Robbie, and Jai Courtney. So, so that f- the Flag is the same character. Flag is the same well, character. He looked different in that shot. Yeah, it's the same. That's, so out of the four people that are connected, two of them are massive disappointments. Yes. <laughs> and the other two are women. Because... Flag is oh like, he's horrible. He's aggressively bad. Oh, it's so bad. And then, as some people said, this is Jai Courtney's best role, but that's not saying much, right? You know, but he still, he still looks like he's a post. He does have more of the electronic or the the light show uh, boomerangs. You know, he's going to kill all four of them in the first two minutes. I uh, can't kill off Harley. Oh yes, he can. Most you can easily kill off Harley. You could, but you got a multiverse now. You don't care. Yeah. We'll get to that when we get to Flash. <clears throat> um, but so, you know, they, they he introduces all of them. Of course, you know, he's got to put Michael Rooker in his film. He's got to put Sean Gunn in his film, who's playing Weasel. Uh, obviously, another CGI character. You know, so basically everybody's going to go, oh, well, Weasel. You know, if everybody thought that the first one reminded him of, of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. this one's going to really remind him of it. Nathan Fillion's in it. You know, he's got to put Nathan Fillion in every film. To be honest with you, I think the best looking character, in my opinion, is King Shark. I was going to say, are you going to say John Cena? No. (laughs) John Cena looks retarded. Not only did he, does the character have this outlandish look with the big silver helmet, but John Cena comes out in this purplish blue suit. You well, know, the designs of all the characters are made to look bad. Oh, That's totally. The thing is, is none of these guys are serious. And as he intimates in the, in the panel, 
you can't wait to see these guys die. It's, yeah. it's Deadpool's is Deadpool's X Force where he does this X Force thing and everyone's like, oh my god, it's gonna be X Force, and everybody except Domino dies. Right. So he's gonna do the same thing here. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting to finally get confirmation that Idris Elba is playing a different character. Everyone kept saying he's gonna be Deadshot. He's yeah. gonna replace Will Smith. No, he's playing Bloodsport. Yeah. Which um, is basically, I mean, it's you know, apples to a little bit different, but. Uh, yes, he has a he has a gun. Oh, there's like six gunslingers in totally. it. Totally, Davidson's a gunslinger in it yep. too. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, if anyone's gonna get people who either have never seen Suicide Squad or like me, I've watched four minutes of it and that part of my brain died and like just pooped itself out at one yeah. point. To go see it, that's it. And he does say it stands alone. It's like yeah. it's not really a sequel to those. Peter yes. Cabaldi is the thinker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come he on. He feels like he's going to die fairly early. I know. Mm-hmm. You, you know that half the squad is going to die very quick. Polka Dot Man. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, you've got Ratcatcher 2. It's just these obscure DC characters that would never, ever, yeah. ever make it into a film if James Gunn had ne- had not come right. on to do this. So you have Mark Robbie playing Harley Quinn, Jai Courtney, Captain Boomerang, Joel Kin- Kinnaman as Rick Flag, Viola Davis, and Mon. And then you have Elba playing Budsport, John Cena playing Peacemaker. Yep. David uh, Dosmalchian playing Polka Dot Man. He's the yes. Gypsies yeah. from the Ant-Man's one. Yes. It's like they play Swinny Strings. Gypsies. It's the best. Michael Rooker playing Savant. Fl- uh, that was the one. Flula Borg is in it. Yes. Javelin. I'm so excited. I love Flula Borg. He is so weird and funny and awesome. Oh, he was in the panel, too. Oh, he's It was best. amazing. That that might be the only panel I go back and find because he's fantastic. Oh, you, you would enjoy this choir is Rat Tracker 2. Um, Steve Agee is King Shark, but it's the onset. He's, he wore the suit or whatever. Yes, correct. Uh, Mei Ling Ning as Mongol. Peter Capaldi plays the Thinker. Alice Braga plays Salsoria, a character I have no idea who that is. Pete Davidson plays Blackguard. Nathan Fillion plays TDK. I don't know who that is either. <laughs> yeah. Sean Gunn plays Weasel. Um... Juan Diego Bada plays President Presidente General Silvio Luna, uh, Major General Suarez, and then Storm Reed plays uh, Bloodspot's daughter, Bloodsport's daughter that's revealed in the panel. Yes. Some of that is, is makes me feel like, yes, a lot of even the named guys are going to get killed fairly quickly. Let's not sure. remember. He used Brad Pitt, never showed you his face, and electrocuted him within 15 seconds or whatever. Or no, he he's the one that flies into... He was the invisible man. He was the invisible man. Well, it... it it was just like it's fantastic. It was the part where, but it wasn't. Really it, it wasn't James Gunn that did that. That was the, that was the Deadpool two. Right, movie. but it's the idea. Right, exactly. It's that idea. So I think you see some of these people because we don't know. Has it even started shooting? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because they have a behind the scenes. Oh, that's right. This has the feature the that they showed, it. and they showed the animation pieces for that introduced each character. Mm-hmm. I yes, still love. Well, the stills you had. It's because of the way that. Um, that Smolchin's name is, it didn't fit in the still. No, I know. So it still has Polka Dot Man. I love it because they had every actor's name, yeah. and then it went Polka Dot Man. <laughs> well, it's just like... Because they, they, did, they, did they did show some action with him as Polka Dot Man, and he, like, blows into the air, and you see these Polka Dots fly off, these multicolored Polka Dots fly off. So there is some action done. And then they got to the question part, and they obviously, you know, they had um, Bloodshot, or Bloodsport's daughter show up and ask a question and everything. And then they have Jake from State Farm ask a question <laughs> about explosions. I wonder how much State Farm played oh, for I him told to that. Because he wanted to ask, how many explosions or car crashes are in this? And he says, well, it's just as many as all the other movies in the world put together. <laughs> 
But it was, you know, it's James Gunn being James Gunn throughout yeah. the whole thing. And then they picked teams, they you know, to to play a quiz game. Poor Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson's picked last. And, and he, like, keeps, he keeps joking about it throughout like, the whole time. He's like, this is going to be like high school. I'm going to get picked last. He huh? goes, I, I guess I'll just watch. <laughs> and he doesn't get picked originally. He's he doesn't get fantastic. picked. They, they He's like, just, do, we, do we have everybody? Do we? Yeah. And then there's uh, one square on... <laughs> On uh, Amanda Waller's uh, side, uh, Viola Davis' side. And I was like, <laughs> right there. And he's, and like, he's like, who are we missing? And well, you no can one picks him because he has buttholes for eyes. Like, come on. <laughs> but he's like one like of the only ones that really knew DC questions, That's answers. Right. And the funny poor, poor, poor Viola Pete. Davis, because she doesn't know these actors' names. She only knew them by <laughs> the, the character. Mm-hmm. And they, you, know, you can tell that they had them written down <laughs> because she wasn't even trying. I'll pick. Polka Dot Man. Well, that's <laughs> pick... also a problem with having fifty people oh, in your cast. Totally, but it was fascinating listening to you know, um, what's his name? Oh God, you just said um, I forget. He gave away his point because he didn't say it right. Oh, I didn't watch the. I didn't watch. Oh, it you after. didn't. Oh my God! No, he said it. <laughs> I, well, Every time I, it's just I, like a Comic Con. What's that say? Talk to the audience. Oh, this is always dead. That's where we come I, up. I watched like as the first five seconds. As soon as they said, we're going to do a quiz, I'm yeah. sure you're like, nope. Click. <laughs> I was like, no. I, was just I like, want to no. just see. I, I want to see how much of a train wreck this is going to be. Uh, you know, one of them says one of the names wrong, and he was like giving away his point. And they're like, no, you can't give away your point to the other team. Like, wait, you're Apparently. giving away to your you're giving away your own team's point now because you even had you know no. it was funny. Um, and then they show the behind-the-scenes trailer for this, and they, they they call it the trailer for the film, and it's really not. It's just the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, though they did for um, Rogue One. Yes. Mm. That wasn't the only one. They showed the trailer and the behind-the-scenes one, which is fantastic. Yeah. I ran um, into that the other day, or maybe it was a couple weeks ago, and I watched it, and I'm like, oh, God, it's so good. But just listening to the, to the way these actors are talking to each other, it makes you know that they have a connection, which is really important when you have an ensemble film, especially when you have an ensemble film that's literally like did 30 Margot, people. Did Margot Robbie tattoo all of them like <laughs> last time? No, I don't think this time they all got squad no. tattoos. No, the feeling is 90% of the people in that panel are in the movie for less than five minutes. Margot Robbie has at least three costume changes in it this time. Which is probably right in the first five minutes. Because <laughs> she's in. you see her in a dress at one point, then you see her in the... the uh, the uh, bombshell, the you know, with the the uh, goggles oh, on her, yeah. You see her in that one with the bazooka. Um, I swear to God, they're just going through what well, you know. What costume can we use? Well, the costume that's in the still uh, that they used with her, very Amanda Connor. Yeah, it's the man. It's the Amanda yeah. Connie Jimmy Palmati designed costume. But also, she's wearing like a trench coat, so it's a little different. Yeah, but well, it's the same one, idea. at one point you see it. her in the corset that's almost like the one from Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Um, you know, so the, there's a couple. She has, a, you know, obviously with Harley, they're it's going to be to like put a her. fantasy dream sequence where someone's just thinking of it. And then, and then they cut to so after the panel, they cut to you know they went to the Harley Quinn animated panel which was fascinating because they had basically harley quinn anim- you know the animated one sitting there on a couch and you can see she's got her harley quinn mask sitting on you know the the just like a, a regular facial mask that you'd wear for covid sitting on the end on the couch mm-hmm. and she's you know they're talking about season three and um it's got two seasons already oh yeah wow and then they you know they were taking questions and 
um, talking about her and Ivy or what music she would listen to when she was fighting and things like that. And It'd be really great if HBO Max could be on my TV. <laughs> that would be fascinating. <laughs> you just got to buy the right streaming device. No, I have streaming devices. They need to put them on them. You have Roku and... And I have a Fire Stick. Uh, Fire Stick. I have the two most popular streaming devices eh, in the Apple. entire world. I have the two most popular streaming devices in the entire world. And HBO Max. Eh. <laughs> this is why I have Apple on my yeah. TVs. Yeah, I don't need I don't need more Apple products. I'm good. Um so you know, I'm it was sure good. Apple begs to differ. Apple can suck it. I don't care. It was great to get confirmation that they will have a season three of Harley. Because that show is just Amazing. Well, with the amount of content they're going to need to fill HBO Max, it's yeah, not, right. not a surprise. There's going to be a lot There's more. There's going to be a season four of Young Justice, I'm sure. There's going to be a lot more animated series because it's so easy to do when you're at home. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you can do that. The voiceover stuff can be done at home in a closet like they're doing now. And it's easy to get out. I think that's one reason why the Bad Batch got made or is getting made. Um, I'm surprised that was a pick. Versus all the other stuff that you can clearly do. But anyway. Yeah, but it's easy to do. Because you already have that design work done. Yeah, but you do with all the other stuff that Dave Filoni probably has in the 5.2. Anyway. Yeah. uh, So, uh, you know, the Harley Quinn thing. There was was something I was going to mention about Harley Quinn. It was fascinating, but I totally forgot now. It wasn't that fascinating. Then was it? It wasn't. I guess not. Um, You'll remember it in the middle of when we're talking about Batman or whatever. Uh, And then um, after the Harley Quinn, Ethan, what was... I think that was uh, they did Justice League, no? Well, no, because they they did they did like the when did um, they do the games panel? They did like well, they, they did a games that panel was earlier. Like the first on. thing, actually, it was yeah, the, the Gotham Knights. If you Gotham want, we Knights. can talk about Gotham Knights. Um, that one it looks really interesting to me, uh, especially after watching the trailer. It's basically the Bat Family takes over after Batman says mm-hmm. he's dead. Is basically sent him out a video message saying, you know, if you're getting this message, I'm dead. I'm dead. And so. Now all the villains have found out that Batman is dead, and it's basically like the... It kind of feels a mix between Arkham, the Arkham games, and what the most recent Spider-Man game was. Well, they, they purposely they, 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 they purposely did this one first because there is a Rocksteady game, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Since we are talking about games, we'll, we'll talk about that next. Uh, everybody thought Gotham Knights was supposed to be a sequel or within the Arkham right. realm, you know, that universe. And it's actually not. It's set separately. It's, it has nothing to do right. with the Arkham it's series. Just ma- it's made by the same company. I think the No, la- it's not. I think the last one was made by WB uh, WB Games. No, the last one was the last one was uh, Arkham Knights and that was made by Rocksteady. There was one in between. It was one of them was made by Right, the WB one that games, was yeah. The w- there was one. There w- you had two Arkham games. Then you had another. The third one yeah. wasn't made by Rocksteady, and it was horrible. Everybody mm. hated it. And then Rocksteady took back over the the franchise, and did the Arkham Knight did Arkham Knights, which everybody liked, not as well as the first two. But oh, the Arkham Knight was everybody loved that, especially with the villain in that one. The um, villain was Hush, wasn't it? No, the villain was Arkham Knight. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> right. Hush was two, wasn't it? Or I think two. I don't remember. I know Hush was in one. I had was in I one. I don't remember after the first one. And Gotham Arkham Knights is developed by WB Games Montreal. Mm-hmm. 
Arkham series is started by Rocksteady Studio, Montreal Studio, picked up with the series of 2013's Arkham Origins. So it is the same studio that did Arkham so Origins. Arkham Origins, Arkham is, Origins the is the one everybody hated. So that's interesting considering it's the people. Arkham Knights, people liked, but they didn't like it as much as the first two, which was Rocksteady. Right. Now, Rocksteady is going to be doing Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, which we'll get to in a minute after you finish telling everybody about Gotham Knights. Well, that's pretty much it. It's just it's the Bat family taking over for Batman, and like I said, it it kind of based on the trailer and the little gameplay they showed, it looks like it's a you know it, it feels like the Arkham games, but you know you get to switch in between characters or you they said that you have a two or two player co op uh, option, so like somebody can play Batgirl and some girl can, uh, someone could pay play Robin, and. It's very similar to the... To yeah. the yeah, it's set an open world within Gotham City. Gameplay footage in particular sees Batgirl and Robin team up to take on the classic Batman villain, Mr. Freeze. Mm-hmm. One of seven villain encounters that vigilante turned heroes will have fun in the game. Uh, both Robin and Batgirl use a variety of li- abilities, weapons, and unique combat moves to neutralize their foes. Well, so, like, for example, if you're playing co-op, one player has to go, you know, like, in a different part of the... Uh, scene to like open up a door or something like that. So you have to, you know, switch off between tag teaming and uh, being able to complete your goal. So there's there's that too. So it's like yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, which the Rocksteady Suicide Squad killed the Justice League is very similar too, where you play as you play as four players. You play as King Shark, Harley Quinn. Boomer, uh, Captain Boomerang, and Deadshot. Um, and you can switch. You, you can play single mode or multiplayer mode or co-op. And you can switch between characters at will. And it's immediately, yeah. you know, it's an immediately. Um, I think that's the same with, with lo- the, you know, it, so it, the Lego game. Yeah. Uh, Lego games where you can switch characters? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, is, you basically you're throwing yourself into another. Yeah, so it's basically it's basically that. using the the most correct character for the situation that you're at. Here's the craziest thing about this trailer that they showed for this one: Tara Strong is back as the voice of Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. which they didn't announce this. They didn't announce who was playing those characters, and I didn't find this out until this morning when Tara Strong posted it on her Facebook page. Hey, look, you know, mm-hmm. I can finally talk about this after a long, you know. Months and months of working on this, yeah. And she put put the trailer for it. So you, Tara Strong is Harley in it. Which w- when you listen to it, you sound it sounds like her at first, but mm-hmm. then as it, she talks a little bit more, you're going that doesn't really sound like her. Well, you know the funny thing with Tara Strong too is when I see her like on Instagram and she she does her voices and cycles through them. Every once in a while, when she does Harley, it doesn't sound the same. Yeah, I mean it sounds a little different, but it's the same idea. So I think it's just you know. Say hello to your new improved. Say hello to your new improved Harley Quinn. I was waiting to play that one. <laughs> but yeah, it's. I mean, even there, when you're playing that clip, it doesn't sound exactly like what you remember from the animated series. And that one was similar. from that was from the animated series when she remember they do the flashback scene where you see her as. Uh, as Quinzel, she's you know, and she's doing the whole mm-hmm. uh, interviewing the Joker with you know with their their yeah. sessions, and then the Joker gets taken away, or Joker escapes, and so then the they bring him back. Scene in her animated is a different voice. 
Well, no, it, no, it no. The original, ver- the original, the flashback is still Tara. The original, original voice wasn't Tara. Right. I thought you were talking about the. You said the Harley Quinn animated series. I'm sorry, not the Harley Quinn animated series. I'm sorry, the mm-hmm. Batman animated yeah. series. That but even would, even yes, listening to that, that being from the animated series, that sounds different than when she does it. When you hear her on, like on Instagram now. Say hello oh, yeah. to your like new improved Harley Quinn. Oh, it's older than fifteen. That's at like least. at least twenty. But uh, it was like ninety two, I think, when Batman came out. The animated series came out. But yeah, I mean, it's it's like any voice actor. I mean, like she doesn't do it regularly, so she's going to sound a little different. But I'm I'm happy. I've always loved. Tara Strong as Harley Quinn. Anything that she does to Harley Quinn with, I'm always... Oh, especially when she got to do it in the uh, it. Arkham games because yeah. she got to be a little darker and a little bit mm-hmm. more, you know, yeah. adult-oriented than she so was. You, say you play Harley Quinn, yeah. Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, King Shark. And you can So is the Justice League evil in this? Because they yeah. show the, the, the Batman... Or Bat- I'm sorry, Superman. Looking well, they show Superman holding a, a pilot that he gets, and all of a sudden... You know, they're like talking, oh, look, hey, it's Superman and everything. And then Superman laser laser eyes him and just disintegrates this guy. Wonderful. So you get to watch so Superman murder somebody in this trailer. Squad like of friends take down Superman with up to four friends and suicide squad. Up to four friends. This should be five characters then, right? Oh, I guess maybe up to four friends total. Yeah. Uh, jump into whichever squad member suits your playing style. Really you get to go after continu- all the justice. Continuation of the Arkhamverse. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of the first sets and storylines you'll see come to fruition. I think the 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 very interesting thing to this is that they're skipping current gen. Mm-hmm. Yes, it'll be available on PS5 and Xbox Series X uh, in 2022. So we still have two years before we see this. Well, I think well with most of, of the games. next gen si- uh, systems are coming out this Christmas. So the next gen systems are coming out. Two, well, three three years. with considering the strains of development due to a pandemic, uh, it seems a fair enough time frame for a game that just gets revealed. Well, it's uh, two to three it. years. You think by then everybody's going to have that new system that. Well, that's what's it. weird about this pandemic, anyways, is most of these games aren't getting finished yet. Yeah. So there's not going to be a lot of new titles at launch. Yeah. Well, that's uh, there's a lot of ports too. There's uh-huh. going to be a lot of games that are going to be available for both. Um, that are going to be you know the ones that were being finished this year and next year or whatever. But I think in within two to three years, you're going to see exclusives too. Well, that's, so that's why that's two games. Was there one more that they showed, or was it just a two? I, I think it's just, just a, a two. The two. Yeah. Two. Okay. But I do want to make a point because, because this one, this one's the Rocksteady one. Yes. yes. Okay. Because Rocksteady, uh, there's a lot of people who have been trying to campaign Rocksteady to make a Superman game that's similar to the Arkham game. Correct. So this does take place in Metropolis, it not does. Mark, uh, not uh, Gotham. So not Markham. Not Markham. So I'm wondering if this is kind of you know going to allow a precursor to Rocksteady to start creating a Superman story-based open-world game. It could be, yeah. I could see that. I don't know why you'd want to make another one, because there have been so many perfect Superman games. Oh, you mean like the one on N64? All the ones that are so perfect that everybody loves. Where all you do is just fly through rings. They never be topped ever again. Didn't they do the Death of Superman on N64 or something? Nope. They did a Superman game. Where all you did was fly through rings. <laughs> yeah, but I thought there I thought there was an There's in, never been a good Superman game. No. Unless you're counting the fighting game that is injustice, there's never been a good yeah. Superman game. Right? <laughs> Only because it has a because the story is just the background to get you to figure out why the hell is Superman fighting Batman? 
Which is funny because I think <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. I'm wondering if um, oh you loved injustice just you wanted to do the shark thing the shark so thing all I cared about was the shark thing I th- I wonder if that's what is causing the Justice League to go quote unquote bad the shark thing the Superman no. games are so bad <laughs> yeah yes. Clark just gets down like make me Superman, a good game Superman's just pissed Clark off. that's a pilot he has nothing to do with it he said he liked video games bring me somebody else no but um, see him smash through Rocksteady Studios just punching people into the sun make me a good game you bastard <laughs> but the I didn't think he was going to snap game. on that but apparently that was it the Injustice game the beginning of the game is the Joker laces some kryptonite yeah. and causes Superman to go bad and start killing everybody. Yeah, he no, kills it's, Lois it's or something. And the, then the he's injustice just pissed thing off. led to a series that a lot of people who weren't getting anything else from DC were still getting right. injustice. So I'm wondering if that's what the story is now is maybe like the Joker does something similar to the justice league. And that's why the suicide squad is being called in to kill, kill all of them. Yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. We'll see. Anyway, yeah. They didn't show any gameplay. It was all, you know, the cinema years away. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. They don't have any <laughs> gameplay to show. So, it, I mean, the cinematic, the the trailer they showed was fascinating. And, you, of course, you have Will Arnett, you know, involved doing... I the First, when they showed Will Arnett coming, I was like, this is a Lego Batman game. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, then it was just, you know, they, they started out and you're, you're like, oh, this this is different. This is, uh, okay, I like this. This looks good. This uh, is like a Lego game. We can just pick different characters each time. <coughs> no, I think that's the only trailer I didn't watch. So, I'll go back and watch that one and see... Uh, see what it is, but um, and then you know they had some panels. They did like um, women of color within DC, mm-hmm. and that was all a one good of one. them. Well, no, it was because you sell you know, you forget that there's a lot because of Black Lightning. Um, Black Lightning is a woman of color. Well, the no, daughter, daughter, the, the uh, well, also the daughter is uh, someone who's representing someone that's from the LGBT. Plus well, Thunder, community. Thunder is a character that yeah. is LGBT. Thunder, yeah. And that, that's not the daughter. I don't think that's his daughter. Well, it's not? I don't know. I've never watched the show. There's so like he has like two or three daughters in it, um, and they keep wanting to put Static Shock Th- in Thunder this. in the in the comic is not his daughter. No, no, that's right. Okay, it's a completely yes, completely different character. Yes, Thunder was in Outsiders, so it could be a different. I, I've never <coughs> I, watched Thund- the show. Thund- so yeah, that's right. Correct. Thunder is not his daughter. Um, I for what's his daughter's name? I, I, I forget her her name in it, which. Um, She's one of the Disney kids that's grown up now a little bit. Mm. <laughs> that sounds so creepy. I know it does. One of the Disney kids that's grown up. They, I don't think I said it like that. Yeah, but they had did. the the actress that replaces Ruby Rose on yep. Catwoman. They, on that was the introduction well. for her. Uh, they talked to, um, what's her face from Flash, uh, her, his wife. Uh, Candace Patton. Yes, yes, thank you. <laughs> talk to her. I was wondering to see if he got even if he no. could come up with. Well, I don't even watch Flash either. That's the thing. So I don't know who they are. Um, and they had a, a bunch of people. It was a good panel, and it was n- it was nice to see how like these characters reflected <coughs> to them personally. So are you getting choked up? No. Oh. <laughs> Zach, he doesn't watch the shows anymore. <laughs> yeah. No. Then they they did a uh, a panel with uh, with Jim Lee. Talking that was about not about comics. <laughs> not to, you know, well, they, the one thing they no. did talk about was how do you determine, and it was a weird question because I, I was like, even Jim looked at him like, you know, kind of weird. It was like, you know, the question was basically, how do you determine what's canon in a comic book? And it's like, well, that's because DC's history with that is <coughs> what created the multiverse. Right. Because, oh, 
Marvel is kicking our ass six ways from Sunway in the in the sixties, and they go six well ways from Sunway. So six days from Sunway. Six, well, it's Subway's on the TV. <laughs> That's not Subway. That is Subway. No, it's not. That is Del Taco, bro. Or whatever. There's don't, a don't mess with me with fast food, bro. Yeah, so the 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 DC thing was like okay the, in the 1940s, Batman used a gun. In the 1960s, we're like, no, he never uses a gun. How the hell do we explain this? There's an Earth one and an Earth two, and you know, it came through with the Flash of the other Earth, and then all the stories were in all these different places. Mm-hmm. The thing with DC, where I said it's not about comics, is you know, the DC creative officer Jim Lee was joined on a panel with DC-based film production Walter Hamada and Berlanti Productions founder co-producer Greg Berlanti. For the Multiverse 101 panel, which really had no... Yes. Yeah, so Flash of Two Worlds, of course, is the introduction of the multiverse within DC Comics. Correct. It's the famous mm-hmm. cover of both Barry and Jake Garrick running to save someone uh, from some bricks that are falling, and that interview says, hey, this is how we fix everything. The Batman that you knew that just murdered people in cold blood with a forty-five pistol is not the Batman that you've been reading for the last five years who's like, I don't like guns. I never use guns. I'm never going to use them. But you did a little while ago. Um, and they talked a lot about alternate universes and yep. this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they even talked about it's how like TV stuff. They uh, they talked about how the Arrowverse crisis plays a lot into the DC multiverse because now yes, it allows you to have both flashes on the screen at the same time and tell people, tell mainstream audiences, hey, look, it's okay to like one of the other flashes or both of them. Because they both can exist in the same time. He talked about when he started out with just Arrow, it wasn't their intention to replicate what everybody had already done in comics. But once they got Barry Allen in on the Flash, it, it kind of leads to the idea of this more characters and more of a universe and a multiverse. So regarding Crisis Infinite Earth, he says, Mark Guggenheim is my personal. This is Berlanti. Mark Guggenheim is my personal encyclopedia for these types of things. We sort of kept building block, kept building block by block. During the last couple of years, it's taken a whole new level. We never thought we'd be able to do Crisis in terms of the TV series. Um, and explain the Crisis teaser at the end of Elseworlds, explaining how it was more of a pipe dream at that time. Um, he also does, <laughs> he says, because certain worlds have been combined, mindful of the, in terms of our crossover next year, because of COVID, our aspirations aren't quite as large. It's kind of interesting. Amada then dishes on Ezra Miller's Crisis cameo. Mm-hmm. Uh, before I could even finish the pitch, he was like, I'm in. He immediately jumped on with it, and at that point, we ran with it. Um, it also, he says, uh, I think it's I think it's still him. The cool thing is Ezra's Flash was never named the Flash in the movies. He learned the name from the Flash. Yeah. So the two Flashes meeting in our Arrowverse means that that's how the Flash in the Snyderverse gets his own name. Correct. Um, that was a that was a cool moment, and it also, they also did the whole thing with the costumes and the, you know, oh, this is your oh, I like this about yours. Oh, I like this about yours. Yeah, yeah and he says you don't have to pick one or the other. You can love both. They do both exist in this great multiverse. I think I do think moving forward, there's more opportunities for us to do this sort of stuff. On one Earth, you have the Gal and Jason and Ezra, and there's Justice League, and you continue telling those stories. On another Earth, you can have a more grounded, real year two Batman. It's a reference to uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman. That we'll talk about later. There's one Earth, that greater Earth with the existing Justice League, and another sort of happening with the year two. And so they're basically doing sort of the same thing that the that comics came to, which is how do we have all these different projects? And they DC mentioned this like two years ago mm-hmm. when it was obvious that Matt Reeves' Batman film was not going to have Ben Affleck in it, and they also wanted to, sorry, they also wanted to do like a Batgirl film, right? With Joss Whedon, which was a total mess. 
we wanted we want well, DC wants not going to be Gordon and it was going to be this and then she was going to be black but then she was going to be Chinese and she's going to be a dude or something I don't know whatever the hell they were putting out there and everyone asks how can you do this in in a universe that you've already established and you already know who Gordon is and like, well I'll just do it as another thing it's just over here and obviously the TV series can be different and that's where they introduce their multi universe concept and it gives them the, and then there's one where that's just like the Joker's like I'm going to create incel here you go boom that's watch this film it's oh that's the Harley Quinn thing told you. Oh, that was totally it. So she's talking about the Joker in it. And she goes, yeah, you know, my ex had all these tattoos. Because they asked her and said, would you ever, one of the questions was, would you ever open a tattoo parlor? And she goes, well, if this crime thing doesn't work out, then maybe I'll, you know, I could do that. Or maybe I'll do a tattoo removal, you know, place. Because, you know, the Harley and the Snyderverse has tattoos. She doesn't. And she mentions... My uh, my ex had a lot of regrettable tattoos that he had removed, meaning the Jared Leto tattoos that were all over the Joker were removed. Yeah. I was like, that was, to me, one of the funniest things, the way they did it. And I thought, that really works, and you could do it that way. Mm. What you looking at, Chris? Where the hell did you get that? What? The boat. That? Yeah. That's part of their new series. It's a blind bag series. God damn it! They have they have the uh, they have one for each of the rides. Well, it looks like Chris is going downtown Disney again. <laughs> <laughs> Crap! I don't even like that. Yeah, so. there's the it, he's talking about the uh, Disney <laughs> la- the ja- the Disneyland blind bag series of pins that they have now. They have one for each of the rides. I need that pin. That's <laughs> the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> um. <laughs> So then, Zack Snyder comes on the screen. Yay! What have we've all been waiting for? No, no. But we get, we no. get, we get to see. No, no. no. Okay, so he introduced no. each one of the the main characters, which we've already seen. Which we've already seen. <laughs> so it's like, why are you introducing? And they're this? all. You can tell they're all pre-taped questions mm-hmm. to him. Yeah, first is with Ben Affleck. He asked him a question about Will you something. let me say whatever I want to say oh, says, on the audio track on the DVD. And no, no, says, no, no, no. So, so Ben Affleck asks a question on behalf of somebody in India or something, and to Zack Snyder, and it was, "What is your favorite? What is your favorite um, DC character?" And he, you know, obviously Ben Affleck's going, you know, "We already know who this is going to be." And, of course, he doesn't say Batman. He says, well, Batman, but besides Batman, I got to say Batmite. Or, no, wait, that was, that was excuse me, that was the question to James Gunn of who's your favorite villain, and he says Batmite. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes, because he said in the panel he isn't, he isn't able to use him. Yeah, he wanted to use him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, they, you know, he asked uh, Zack Snyder who his favorite character was. And now I'm blanking on who it was. <laughs> I don't know. I come. I, got, I came into the panel. No, no, like, that's what it was. That's who it was. He said. He said, uh, "Doctor Manhattan." You reach out. I know. I just reached out, and put my hand <laughs> on your shoulder. That was. <laughs> I just see it kind of staring off, just like Watchmen, just as a joke. Oh, and he just because that's who he said. Doctor Manhattan Dr. was Manhattan. his favorite. His favorite uh, DC he character. Can pretend that he's all profound. And I, my first thing was, oh, so that's the other franchise of DC you ruined. Um, so anyways, 
you know, it went through they each one of the the main, main each one of the main cast members for of Justice the Justice League, League got to question. ask a question on behalf of a fan. Yeah. And and then he got talking about uh, Well then he started doing like a interview with the starter of the movement. Right. Here's the problem I have with that. <laughs> Black Lives Matter is a movement. Yes. <laughs> Getting a movie made is not a movement. Justice League Lives Matter, bro. <laughs> so, yes, he, he, he starts Snyder speaking, Cut Lives this Matter. This entire interview with this woman that started this. From uh, Korea camp, or from China? Uh, China. She started this campaign to get this. Why does all this terrible stuff start in China? <laughs> They but made it sound like he was some sort of god, no, and he was yes. wronged, and he needed justice, and he needed to be back on top of the world. And then he talked to this other gentleman that it just, I just, that's when I sent you guys the text. They've really turned jo- turned Zack Snyder into a martyr. It made it seem like it. It really did. Like, I don't understand the whole concept. But apparently, these people love him. It was the the point of the what was out released in the theatrical version was ruined, completely ruined because Zach didn't get to finish his project, right. and they were damn sure going to make sure that his vision got seen. Yeah. Now you have to understand this is being released not as a Warner Brothers project, but as a Warner Max project. Meaning it's a original piece for HBO Max that will be four hours long. This is this and okay. broken up into four. It's, it's four one-hour installments. Yes. How long is the original film? The the theatrical cut, like two hours and some change. He yes, has thirty million dollars. No reshoots. Correct. And he's going. To, he's going to remove everything Joss Whedon had anything no. to do with. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's, let me finish. And then he's going to add more than two hours yes how awful is that going to be so the trailer the first comments from the trailer looked like this looks like it's nothing but deleted well the first comments for the trainer trailer had Zack snyder going after a journalist on twitter (laughs) it was like nice of you to comment on a leaked trailer the trailer came out like five minutes later it's the same trailer doesn't matter whether it's leaked or not well, this is this is made for adults, not that kitty stuff that you were used to watching. Or something. Right. I was like, get out of town. Yes, there's like, a lot seriously. of that, and, and that's my thing. Started at the the one of the entertainment groups that I'm on on Facebook, uh, pop culture groups, and the Speakeasy group. There was a guy on there who is just, I mean, he's just of all things Snyder, and he doesn't understand how people don't like his films and they don't get the fact that they're these 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 you know tomes of psychological truth and all of this crap. And he starts to go through all of these things. And I said, dude, I watched sucker punch. It's all BS. It's all just buzzwords and BS and all this stuff. And if you understood any sort of story structure or basic psychology, it makes zero sense. Mm -hmm. Sucker punch is a terrible film. (coughs) It looks amazing. Mm -hmm. And if you pull his pull the action out of it, it's perfect, and that was the movie that I was that I saw, and I said, you know, HBO or one of these these things, you know, this reality TV is so hot and everything. You should get young guys. The green, what was what was that project they did on it? The green light project. Yes. Green, okay, so something like that, where I said, just have young auteurs direct an action sequence. And about the same time was when I was working um, 
I was doing some pickup work for a company and we went into a bank like at six o'clock in the morning because we were doing rebar because they were redoing the whole front of it. And I'm in the bank in the first thing in the morning and I've got all this equipment with me and the other people that I'm with. And I'm just like, this feels like a heist movie. They should just do, like we should just shoot a heist right here. No story around it. And that was my idea. Like that should be a show. Mm-hmm. You, you give them, you tell them like bank heist and you throw it to some young kid who wants to shoot an act. And there's nothing, there's no, there's no movie around it. You know, Michael Mann made a four hour film to justify a 15 minute bank heist, which is one of the best action sequences you'll ever see on, on the, on screen. Mm-hmm. The rest of the movie is very good too. It's a joke. <laughs> Send your letters, but it's still, it's a joke. Well, Swordfish was like that. Swordfish, was, yeah, Swordfish. Swordfish was based around that first monologue that yeah, John Travolta gives. <laughs> Adele Dazim just want to like rob a bank. So Justice Sucker sucker Punches these great action sequences, but they try to put the story through it. You're following one case. It's not my story. It's your story. What the hell are you talking about? This makes no sense whatsoever. And it's just all gobbledygook that's thrown in to make it sound like it's supposed to be something profound. And it's not. It just isn't. It's just, and that's where people are just like, oh, DC means more than Marvel. And the funny thing is, is the flip side of that was in comics, where DC was kind of aloof and whatever. And Marvel came in and said, well, everything's connected and it means something. When Uncle Ben dies, it really means something. Whereas, you know, Bruce's parents dying doesn't mean anything to, to them anymore after however long it was. Is every Spider-Man comic was when Uncle Ben got shot. He said, with great power comes great responsibility. Next issue, my Uncle Ben died. He, great, but it wasn't Batman going on, my parents were murdered. And it's in an alley, and that's why I fight for vengeance. Because that's what I do. That was like every 10 issues, not every one. Mm. So it just, the Snyder, and this guy was so adamant about how stupid I was because I couldn't get Zack Snyder stuff. And I said, here's what I get. It looks terrible. It sounds terrible. <laughs> the color is terrible. The action is terrible. It's just, oh, he has, it's just, it's not good anymore. When we were here, a couple, you know, whatever we were, I think we were first talking about Man of Steel or coming into Batman versus Superman. And and I said, okay, what do you think is like his most successful film? And I was like, Watchmen. Like, what do you think Watchmen? Oh, Watchmen made, made you know, like $500 million. Oh, Someone we're, had we're looking crazy, at it, yeah. Yeah, you had some crazy number. Yeah. And looking like, Watchmen made like $45 million. That's it. Yeah. He hasn't had a successful film since 300. He's had two successful films one critically in Day of the Dawn of the Dead, which mm-hmm. he completely redid kind of that genre. Right. And it's fantastic. And 300, which was a revelation at the time in mm-hmm. terms of a movie that is completely shot on a green screen, is, com- you know, this action and this slow motion and quick motion. And I'm the massive. Style, the style and be, of to it. be able to get a homoerotic film in a major theater. <laughs> he just clicked off a bunch of boxes that no one had done before. And that's why Sucker Dude, Punch was that, the complete opposite. Yeah, it's the complete opposite. I went to see 300 and I thought, hmm, I might be gay. And then I went Sucker Punch. Like, nope, I'm straight. Um, he used that joke years ago and I forgot about it. So it's like he's not this this thing that you want him to be. Right. I mean, at least Michael Bay always admits, like, I just make movies where it blows up. Well, and that's it. People and that's so all I bad made. wanted him not to be like, you know, have the cult following that a Joss Whedon has. You know, people, misogynist. Yeah, I mean, I'm well, sure no, he's well, got that. I mean, he does. He has a cult following of frat boys who think that you know, when you're high and you watch Justice League, it's a, it's an experience to take you to another consciousness level. The problem with me with Justice League, well, there's a lot of problems. Is it sucks. One of the biggest problems is, I'm sitting there when we went and saw Ethan, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And I'm going, Joss, Zach, Joss, Zach, 
Joss, Zach, and I'm. The you one can thing is, tell you walked exactly. out of that film. You said that I needed to see it. I said it's much better than the than, than you thought it would be. Than a, yes. and you said because I still remember this conversation. You're like, you need to see it. It's like I don't need to see anything. Yeah. I have no interest in seeing this. Well, that's the th- that's the funny thing too. Is even to this day, I've only seen it once. I've only seen it the one time we saw it in the theater. I've only seen it's, two DC films. I know. I've only seen one of them more than once. I didn't. I mean, I'm, I've learned my lesson from now. But you guys want to see Batman versus Superman? We did. Yes, but um. It's an okay film. Nothing good. Maybe nothing terribly bad. It's just okay. Like, I can live I with would, not seeing it again. What I, would, what I would say with a film like that is the word disappointing. That film yes. should be better. Yes. That, that, should, film, that, that should, When on, you walk out of that, that film, film, you should. That film, Justice League. Yes. yes. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, Aquaman. You have Jason Momoa, super, just huge and hot and famous. Ben Affleck and people are all around. Henry Cavill. You got Gail Godot as a great Wonder Woman. You come off that success. That movie made less money than Suicide Squad. Yes. Yeah. When Suicide you, Squad, which literally you should take to an abortion clinic and say, get rid of this. I when want you this out of that my movie, head. I don't think that's how When it you works. walk out of that movie, you should walk out of it feeling like you just walked out of Avengers. Yeah. You walk or out actually of Avengers more. and you're like, Avengers is awesome and that's amazing. But this, this really you should well. feel like this is the one of the greatest superhero movies you've ever walked out of because Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman Snyder, are bigger superheroes than anything Marvel has. Mm-hmm. Alpha Kappa Phi Snyder is now telling you that's what's going to happen. When you're going to have four hours... With more than two hours of additional footage, that is not reshot. Mm-hmm. I, so, I wonder how much footage he has. We saw Dark Side, Dark Side, in oh. the trailer. This is this is my reaction to Dark Side. <sighs> my reaction to Dark Side is he looks like the exclusive PlayStation Five playable character for Soul Calibur Twenty Five. Yes, because he looked horrible. So. Steppenwolf's new design or original design or whatever design it is. Did they do does, all the members of the band? Or did they just <laughs> Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf, the Zack Snyder cut Steppenwolf was leaked a week or two ago. People freaked out how great. Oh, this is great. This, see, this shows you that Zack Snyder's cut's going to be so much better. So great. Everything. I wasn't impressed. I, you know, it wasn't much different. I mean, he's got an armor. He's got armor now. I love the fact that during the Shazam uh, win, the Shazam panel, Zachary Levi goes, "Do you think it's too late for me to be, you know, for us to get into the the Zack Snyder cut?" I was like, "That's really that was funny." Mm-hmm. You know, there's talk that Green Lantern may show up in this. You know, Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern may show up in this. I still think that's complete BS. I, I think, think it's so BS too. too. Uh, you unless they they like throw him I into Green, the Green Lantern was originally going to be a part of it, so that means well, they, they that you do you see be, the lanterns in it. He's going to be. I'm. It's like I said. I think I said it on a podcast before that it's literally just going to be a fight scene in the beginning between the Lantern Corps and Steppenwolf, and that's it. No, you, you may get but you, you have that already within the Justice League film. Yeah, but you may get you may close-ups get, and get like you may see him. You may see an yeah, Easter then, egg of then, him. But in, the timeline doesn't work for how George Correct. would be a part of that. Right. So yes, it would have to be him, like you know, flying in the background right. or whatever. Um, but you know, Zack Snyder, you know, Zack Snyder did say that he's going that there. It's going to be four one-hour episodes <laughs> with the potential. For international audiences to get the chance to see this, they're looking at a distribution offer to be able to show it as he's in the theater. To dis- 
and distribute it four hours. By as a four-hour film on Blu-ray and all that stuff too. Like, oh, it's definitely going to come out on a video. Yeah. But Warner Brothers is going to put it out on video just because if you're going to sink thirty million dollars, you're going to have to try to make him, that money back. You know, looking at footage he shot five years ago and went, you know what? Well, that's the CGI goes, over that. He goes, I shot this film in 2016. Yeah. Because it's so weird to be working on this again. What? No. You know, 30, you're throwing $30 million. That's like throwing $30 million on the Titanic, at, at the Titanic, as it's sinking. James Cameron would do Or that. after it sunk. James, James Cameron, Cameron would, would probably do it. Yeah. Well, he could get that $30 million to make it float again. <laughs> Zack Snyder's not going to make the Titanic float yeah. again. No, it's it's gonna make its money back. I guarantee it because the of how fascination of this. How many people are so behind Zack Snyder? All those people will make sure that it's a success. So it's that hard it, to monetize it, it though because it's on HBO Max. Correct. HBO Max right now is a service that what a twenty percent of the country gets for free because they it's have AT and Well, it's gonna be like uh, Mandalorian. There's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna sign up for it just to watch this, and then after that first month, they're gonna cancel. Yeah, but no, like Chris just mentioned. If you are an AT&T customer, wireless customer, or DirecTV customer, and you have a certain tier of package, you automatically get this That's for free. Maybe what, a, a third or a quarter of the country? Well, that's it. At least uh, what but a third? Let, alone, let alone the world? Think hard. about a third of the country? That's, that's, that's 100 million people. Yeah. yeah. That it's, it's hard to monetize what this is. That's why I was shocked by the number when they first announced this. To spend $30 million to take footage from five years. You can't reshoot anything. Right. Because outside of... I mean, maybe Gail Godot and Henry Cavill look exactly the same because they're just perfect specimens. Unless of you humanity. did, unless you did an ADR. What are you? How are you? You got bringing Affleck back. He's well, not you gonna, are. He's not gonna, but he's not going to fit in that suit. No. Um, I mean, J- you already Jason Momoa is weirdly like when you watch that one SNL. I'm like, Jason Momoa is kind of fat. Um, and then he got really skinny in that one commercial. I was going to say, when you watch that one commercial, wow. Takes off all those muscles. <laughs> oh, that, that commercial, that is like offensive to Melissa. She watched it the first like, oh, thank God. <laughs> um, uh, I j- and the weird, I'm glad that what we're probably saving for last is the news that really comes out of DC fandom. And thank God that happened because this is the second most talked about story. Mm. Yes. By far. Um. Well, you, but there was also other things, you know. I mean, the Zack Snyder stuff got a lot of people's attention because they've been waiting for this and waiting well, for I the Well, I think it's also kind of his comments about it and the idea that, you know, this kind of pretentiousness. Well, I know, like, for example, this is. there's a lot of things that were different that, you know, to be honest with you, after the movie came out and I heard what the difference that Zack Snyder had, some things work. It's a, like the resurrection of uh, Superman is different. Um, Wait, the so black suit. You you get the black suit, and you saw suit, it in the trailer. You see the black oh, suit. There's that, the that became like it was like a trending hashtag. That was such yeah. There's the um, little glimpse of Supergirl's boots when Alfred's looking at the screen. So it's it's showing that they're gonna try to introduce Supergirl into this. So one of the interesting things, into yeah, into, into the into the world because yeah, that was so, a rumor for some of it. Because um, I know originally with Man of Steel. I, I, yeah, I think it was Man of Steel when he goes into the the cave and one of the cave. pods is already open. A lot of people were yes. like suggesting that Remember that was Kara. failure at the cave. Yeah, that's it goes into the pod. It goes into the ship. Same thing. Patty Jenkins it's sent a in a video asking Snyder to reveal something he's never said about the movie before, and this was the morsel he teased. Yes. Quote, you're going to see something with a flash in this film I don't think you've ever seen before. Something has to do with his abilities. Because you know he's a quantum character, he interacts with time and space. 
So you might see him do something that is timely, end quote. We've seen characters move through time before. Yeah. Like, that's not something... Here's the thing. <laughs> you've ever seen I think before. they're going to use this to set up uh, Flashpoint. They're going to give a yes, little bit of Bat- more... The Batman movie that has Flash in it? The, yeah. They're going to give a little bit more of the Flash in this to, to make it so oh, that... Oh, no. He said there's a lot more of the Flash. There's yes. a lot more of Cyborg. Thank God so many people really love see, Ezra Miller. You're going to see... Uh, that's probably what the oh, extra my. two hours the, is. The funniest thing was they said... So there's going to be more Flash. Does that mean we're going to get a new actor playing the character? Because <laughs> they're going to find someone who's less annoying. No, that's what the extra two hours is, is one hour each, the Flash and Cyborg. Do you like this? The other this thing we from, got... Hold on. The, the Slash film. I love this. Uh, this is their article. After a lengthy and occasionally uncomfortable watch conversation with a couple of fans who fawned all over him and his artistic vision, Snyder finally got to the real meat of the panel in closing minutes. According to him, the movie is going to be four parts, one hour each. So four hours of Justice League is coming your way. We're going to work on a way of bundling it together at the end. So you can watch it as a single film if that's the way you want to experience. The movie might be able to be uh, available beyond the confines of HBO Max. Uh, and that's, the, yeah, set to debut sometime in 2021. It's, it, it, it's, um, it's amazing. And oh, I, I got to find the Twitter thing because this, this was fantastic. Did you say the Twitter thing? The Twitter thing, yes. The Twitter thing. thing. That's Twitter. the Snyder Twitter. Twitter. The Snyder Twitter. The Snyder Twitter. Here's my thing with the, also with Darkseid is Darkseid, Darkseid, Darkseid. Um, what looks like from what the clip we got is just going to be maybe something of a flashback of a fight between him and Steppenwolf. Yeah, it sort of. It feels doesn't like, feel I can't like feel he has any. I can't purpose. imagine he's going to be the villain. No. And um, but it also like it just feels like he's being put in there to be put in there. There's supposed to be a little something else that was cut with Lex Luthor in it. Um, yeah, but the news talking about Flash. So, well, hold, wanna, we'll do Flash in a second. I want to finish with the, the Twitter things they mentioned so much. So on Saturday, director Zack Snyder beefed with Forbes film critic Mendelssohn after Mendelssohn apparently saw a leaked copy of the trailer for the Snyder cut ahead of its premiere. Uh, Mendelssohn, uh, opinion on Twitter was quote, so that trailer for the Snyder cut of justice league looks like the same movie. Yeah. Lots of deleted scenes from the marketing campaign, but otherwise it looks like an alternate take of existing scenes. Um, Snyder apparently referring referring to remarks Mendelssohn had made about the original theatrical cut, cut of the movie came at Mendelssohn immediately tweeting, you said you enjoyed the theatrical cut of Justice League like you enjoy Saturday, your Saturday morning cartoons. Well, this is made for grown-ups, so you're not in the demographic. Also, cool of you to comment on a leaked teaser, end quote. Yeah. To which Mendelssohn shot back, all due respect, why do you keep presuming I'm your enemy? Not every comment is thing good or thing bad. And it is sort of like, if you're Zack Snyder, why are you commenting on any of this? Right. You're getting 30 million damn freaking dollars to make a four-hour film of just pure crap. Of a film that's already been released. Released, And didn't do well. And everyone thinks it's It's crap. It's like you get a do-over on a movie. How many how many uh, directors in Hollywood you do you know think? Want, but see, that's what the, remember remember when DVDs would all of a sudden put out a director's cut. Yes, that was the DVD. That was the director's do over at that right. point. But how many directors actually get that chance for a studio to pay them to do their yeah. director's? But see, this cut. isn't Lucas Luke, had to do it on his own. Exactly. He paid for the director's cut. This on his isn't own. this isn't Warner Brothers directly paying for him to do this. Warner Brothers has said we're done with this. This is HBO they Max. Give him. It doesn't matter if it's Warner Brothers it or HBO. No, I know it all comes the from. The, I know it all comes from the same gives place. Gives him thirty million dollars 
to recut a movie that's already been released, made its money, and done with. It didn't make any money. So it, it's made money for them. DC plans oh, no, on it not the amount of money they probably wanted, no, but I, it's made I, money. I would all but guarantee you that movie didn't even turn a profit. Uh, we figured it out. It barely, like it sure barely it did. did. We, we we once we figured out what the back end and everything like that was. Yeah, it doesn't make money. No, because most of his money went to Ben Affleck. <laughs> um. So Ezra Miller will be in a Flash movie. No. That will also have Ezra Miller's in a Batman film that also has Flash. That will have a cameo from every Batman in the Ben world. Affleck and Michael Keaton, which was leaked like two months ago. Yes, but yes, this 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 is Ben Affleck's in the film. This is DC's do over of their universe. This, this is DC explaining why Joker doesn't fit with Matt Reeves' Batman. That's what it is. That's what Flashpoint yeah. is going to be. It'll be the same thing that we're assuming Which, Marvel is going to do with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness or whatever is like, hey, we have this because we have to explain why Netflix still exists and you guys still love it, but it's all crap, so we just throw it away. Um, it's going to be the same thing for this type of film. My question is, do we get George Clooney and do we get Val Kilmer? That's what I was That's wondering. What, I want to see, look, we're talking about Ben Affleck not fitting in the suit. I want to see Val Kilmer. <laughs> if you start seeing Val Kilmer working out, like you catch him in, in Sherman Oaks. We're, like no, we're not talking, we're not talking Top Gun fitness. working out. No, 24-hour fitness, and he's there for the 24 hours. Yeah. Like he's not allowed to eat anything. <laughs> he's just just ripping, just, just on that treadmill going and doing the thing. Get him back in the suit. I want Val Kilmer in this film. I want. Does Clooney come back with the nipple suit? I want Clooney in the nipple suit. I want Val Kilmer just to walk over to the nipple suit and just go, <laughs> give me Chris O'Donnell. Like, look, you're not shooting NCIS LA, CIS LA or whatever. See, however many letters are in that stupid thing. Nobody's watching that crap. He think, you got, he's got a day to come be Robin. Are we, you know, what's Alicia Silverstone doing? <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> Making sure everybody on the earth eats vegetables. <laughs> I was just going to say, what's she doing? Uh, Nicole Kidman, you know, like homegirl got Botox. Let's just do that. Tommy Lee Jones. This is the one I really want. Give me this. Give me Tommy Lee Jones. And then. Uma Thurman? No. No. Uma Thurman's quite acting. Hold on. Billy D. Williams. Because remember, the only reason Billy D. Williams wanted to be in that film to play Harvey Dent was so that he would become Two Face. So you have mm -hmm. two Two Faces. It's a, well, two, uh, two, I got one face, my Batman <laughs> face. But also, so I got two faces. Why don't you bring in Nolan's Two Face? Two Face. What's that? Why don't you bring in Nolan's Two Face? Sure. What's that guy doing? When's the last time we saw that dude? Aaron Eckert. Yeah. Good pull. Yeah. He doesn't do anything. Give me Christopher uh -huh. Nolan. All the Batmans get the, the, Nolan's the circle. Nolan's going to be in You're, you're, you're going to get Nolan as Batman? You get the circle of or Batmans and you just have, and you just have, uh, no, you have Nolan play him. <laughs> Nolan directs that scene. And it's just Christian Bale yelling it at the other Batman. Ezra Miller's just going and in a circle with all of them. Val Kilmer's just like, I got nipples on my suit. Or whatever. Cloach Queen's got nipples on his suit. And then you just have... Christian Bale's been like, oh, good for you. <laughs> you digitally bring in Adam West. No, you have like Adam West's costume there, like in the middle. Like that's the that's the basis. Uh, that's the thing. And everybody that's what brought it. all the Batman together. And you just have, the, yeah, you have like, so, so you're doing have, the barrel. Have, hold on. Have Michael Keaton come up to the suit, like have the suit like in the middle, just sort of laid out, just looking like, that's a silly costume. And then just walk away. <laughs> Right, <laughs> Conroy comes in as the Batman from the Arrowverse, the, the part, the, the, well, what, whatever. You bring Earth, in what's Batwoman's his name on. from Game of Thrones from uh, Titans to come in as Batman too. Sure, 
Sure. And then, like, you, you get, get the kid that was in Gotham. Yeah, get that kid in. He's a little older. With the basketball head uh, mask or cowl. <laughs> God, that thing looked bad. It's supposed to look bad. It's supposed to inspire fear. This movie might actually be good if we did, if they did it this way. <laughs> give, me, give me the money. If you got $30 million to, sp- $30 million to spell on Snyder's Cut, you got like a couple hundred bucks to give me to write most of this film. <laughs> it's not a Flash film anymore. Yeah. Just the heck with So it. there was another panel that was with Michael Davis, uh, creator of Static Shock and several of the... the um, um, Heroes of color, I'll say, from the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, it's got a name. Huh? It's got a name. That imprint has a name. Yeah, I know, and I, I can't remember the name. I, I want to say it was a Michael Davis, uh, but it, it's not, it's not, um, uh, you almost had it. Don't look. Milestone. Ding, it? Yeah. there it is. Milestone Media. Yes, Milestone was a, was a sub-imprint in the DC universe that introduced us to Static Shock. Yes. And a number of others. And it's important not only because it was uh, characters of color, but it was creators of color. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, Dwayne McDuffie was very uh, with uh, Icon. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a great, when he took over Justice League after Brad Meltzer's run, he has a lot of those characters, including Icon, come in as a very fascinating story to do. And of course, Static Shock is one of the first DC heroes of color to get his, I think he might be the only one to get his own cartoon series. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they had, uh, what's his name that does the voice? Um, that one I don't know. I forget his name now. Uh, they were, you know, he was on this panel talking about the most fascinating thing about this was that during the interview, Michael Davis said that he spoke to Jim Lee and they said it's time for Static Shock to come back. Not just in comic, mm-hmm. not just in animated form, but a live action Static Shock yeah. film. I thought that was... I'm Probably one of the, the biggest highlights for me out of the DC event was that news. I'm all for it. I loved watching Static Shock as a kid. Static Shock was one of those animated series that I had no idea of the character through DC or anything mm-hmm. like that. I sat down watching that animated series and wanted to find out more. Yeah. It drew me in. It, it's one of those things that you hope as a comic book series or an animated series or a film that you do is draw in that person into the, to the comic version mm-hmm. of it. So they'll go back and read the comics and, you know, and, and find out more. That's going to be a shame if they do that film though, because there won't be any comics. Yes. That's the, no. so Jim Lee will be like, come discover the comics that don't exist. <laughs> Look at this. We're almost, ha- we're ha- almost halfway to what a Zack Snyder justice league film is. We're at sweet cheese. We're almost at two hours. We're at one forty one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why I'm hungry. All about DC. All about DC. And we still haven't gotten to the biggest news. And there's, there's still two pieces left. There's still two pieces. What's the... Uh, the, the Batman's the biggest one. Yeah. Uh, well, we have uh, Static... Or, excuse me. Shazam. There you go. They announced the, That's the, the sequel. Well, there's, there's, there's a third piece that we haven't talked about either. Shazam. And we'll get to that one in between the other one. Shazam. They announced... They did this great thing where they had the youngest... Um, the, the little girl that's in the movie who's adorable, who's an amazing actress, and I, I don't know any of their names other than Zachary Levi. This is the longest he's talked about a little girl in a film or a TV series. That wasn't Arabella. Arabella should have been <laughs> in this part. Um, so she's she's off drawing, you know, supposedly mm-hmm. the characters are and everything. And then they get Sinbad on there. And Sinbad goes, hey, wait a minute. Wait, what? Who? <laughs> Sinbad. <laughs> no. Yes. Sinbad does not still exist. Yes. Wait. That's one of my favorite things in, in the history of... <laughs> 
of of uh, uh, the boondocks is when they show Sway and it's just like I'm Sway and why and I'm somehow I'm still on TV. How is Sinbad still relevant? So they're talking about you know they're talking about you know Shazam and you know everything that they could do and talking about what they could do for a sequel and everything. And not with Sinbad. Sinbad shows up and says, "I want to be in the sequel." What? Because he did a movie called Shazam. Wasn't that Shaq? No, nope. Shaq. Shaq did Kazam. Uh, same thing. Wasn't Kazam. So, Why and he, he and, 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 and Sinbad was talking about, yeah, right, yeah, I was the one who started Shazam. I should be in the sequel and all this stuff and everything. And then the director comes on and was like, no. No, because no. it's Sinbad. <coughs> and the, the director's just like, you know, I have this feeling Sinbad's going to end up showing up somehow in the, in the sequel just as a cameo or something. But he was talking about... He goes, and then one of the other actors shows up. because yeah, I was at the uh, Kazam panel. You know, Kazam Two is really they're get, it's getting a lot of talk. That plot, like the that that uh, the the plot. Are you for meaning Sh- to say Kazam or Shazam? No, he said Kazam because Kazam. because Sinbad said everybody out. always confuses well, well. his film of Shazam with Kazam. Yeah, it's it's both turds look really <laughs> the same. You know, when you lay down two just growlers right on the ground just because you're like in the middle of nowhere and you look at them and go, those are totally the same. That's Shazam and Kazam. So then one of them is just a little bit bigger. So then they they got ready. You know, they're trying to end the panel and everything. And Zachary Levi finally goes back to the little girl. Hey, what'd you draw? Let's see what you drew. And she holds it up and it's all of them in their, you know, their costumes and everything with Shazam in the middle. And it says Shazam Fury of the Gods. And they're like, oh, Fury of the Gods. That sounds like a good title and everything like that. And director, and they were like, "Wait, is that the title of our film?" And during this whole little, sti- little, you know, little thing, and uh, but that was smooth as possible. It was, it was about as smooth as me telling it. <laughs> <laughs> so they were drunk, <laughs> pretty much. So sounds the movie about to do with so. This. And then the director finally nods. You know, the director probably said maybe five words through the whole thing, mm. and he, you know he nods. Well, and it's hard like, to get in between Zachary Le- Levi going, "Hey, I got a Kickstarter. Send me some money. I want to have a party." <laughs> so. They released the title of Shazam mm-hmm. 2, which is Fury of the Gods. Then which also led into another led into Black Adam. Black Adam, which is basically a trailer of which the Boss Rock's Logic voice. Has made that trailer. Yes. That uh the it's like the animated stories or the animated comic books. Animatic storyboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, Boss Logic is an artist that I follow that is like probably the most awesome person you'll ever meet. Um, <laughs> he did. He, <laughs> he's uh, he's like oh, I'm, I've been waiting to show you guys this, and he's posted it all over his uh, social media. So, it's so this a, is an official Warner Brothers thing that Boss Logic did. Yes, yeah. he's done a lot. Of, he does a lot of work with studios, but when he yeah. does, because I think didn't didn't they announce the Rock was going to be Black Adam in like 1996? Something like pretty that. much it feels like it's been 30 years. The funny <laughs> thing is, I think. Um, he mentions that uh, the reason why The Rock is chosen as Black Adam is because he does mashups every once in a while, and he did a Henry Cavill Superman floating above a Black Adam, and he used The Rock as yeah. Black Adam, and he thinks he's like, well, maybe I helped push that's it in that. Well, in that's that why, the, and then, then that's why they know used him. You know why Samuel Jackson is Nick Fury? Yes. Um, the so. thing with the the thing that drives me—it's funny because he said the Superman is Henry Cavill. What always ticks me off more than anything for Justice League is that they didn't take advantage of the fact that you had Black Adam, you had The Rock, international superstar, The Rock. Already announced. Playing him, already announced. And not use him as the villain. Yeah. Unbelievably stupid to me. Because they wanted to get to a Thanos 
grade car- uh, villain. You had it. Black Adam can defeat sure. Superman. And that's, but, that's part of the problem is I think at the time we didn't know Superman was going to die in BVS. Right. So at the time I said, you put him in there because he can defeat Superman because his powers in, are based in magic. Mm-hmm. And so he can go toe to toe with Superman. It would take a different character to defeat him. So if it's, if it's Bruce and Diana and Clark and they fight him in the first 20 minutes of the film and he hands them their asses, they go out and find Flash and Aquaman and Cyborg. It's like, we need something different. We can't fight him. Like the, this, this isn't working. So right. we need more people. Mm-hmm. He can take, let him take Superman down. And you go to, and so every time I see the rock is black Adam, I'm like, man, we could have had a great justice league film. But the problem is black Adam isn't as well known as dark seed. Side dark dark side. But we didn't get dark, dark side, side in the in the movie yeah, either. They picked Steppenwolf. We got some yes. random character that you don't. Well, know. So you you had basically that was like if we gave, if you had Avengers and you're like Ronan is the is the main villain because Ronan was yeah the was henchman on, yeah. for. I mean, it's Thanos. still a henchman, but it's a henchman you've been introduced to in Loki. Right. Mm. We don't know Thanos is the villain in the first film. It's Loki. Right. Um. And then, so the, yeah, they have the Black Adam. The Black Adam, you know, so it, it's, it's exciting. They didn't really show, you know, you don't so Black, really Is know Black Adam the villain in Shazam 2 or is it its own film? No, it's its own film. It is its own film. Interesting. Yeah. Matter of fact, right now they haven't even announced if he's going to be in Shazam 2. So the villain in Shazam 2. The Black exactly Adam looks like it's just a regular origin type movie. So, so. it's, it's the, the villain in Shazam 2 is Zachary Levi. Like it's just him. <laughs> yes. Yes. As himself. Asking for like, a Kickstarter yeah, to start like, a party. I want to go fund me so that I can have a party with David Tennant. No, no, you don't get to come. You just got to give me money. Um, and then we they ended the fan dome event with it was not held in a dome. It was held in a dome. No, it's it's a virtual dome. It's a virtual dome. That doesn't count. That was designed by Jim Lee. Good for Jim. It's, it's not the a bad cave. It's the bad cave. So Matt Reeves teleports into the fan dome and Green talks about. The new Batman film. Batman. Which is called The, the Batman. Batman. The Batman. He came up with a great title for it. It's very it's, you, have to, you, have to you went out it. on a stretch with the title. He was like, wait, wait, wait. What if I add the <laughs> He talked about how the characters of the villains I mean, first of all, this is definitely taking place in year two. And it's weird because he talked a little bit more in the beginning about the T V series. Than he did about the movie. The TV series will take place. The Gotham PD, which is going to be on HBO Max, takes place in year one. And it'll be centralized around a brand new character within the Gotham police trying to fight the corruption that's been there for decades. Yeah. That he's inspired by what he's seen Classically from this Batman. Is Gordon. What in in the classic? Oh yes, is, yes. Is Gordon. Gordon is the one who cleans up the 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 yeah. PD. But that's not the character that's in the HBO Max, right? It doesn't seem. They like don't that. say if if Gordon's going to be in there or not. This may not even be the precinct that Gordon's at mm. in year you know from year one. A series of prequel to his Batman Year Two movie with a show set in Batman Year One when a mass vigilante starts to unsettle the city. The series will zero in on the city's corruption. City, not Siri. God, you piece of. Uh, <laughs> series will zero in on the city's corruption that goes back many years, and it's told from the POV of a crooked cop. Yes, the story is actually a battle for his soul. 
Mm-hmm. So it sounds like almost what they were kind of doing with Gotham or the original idea of Gotham. Yeah. But now it's going to be turned into GCPD. Well, there was a comic book GCPD, wasn't there? Oh, yes. Yeah. That was fantastic. But it's the, the, it was sounded like originally that was what Gotham was going to be. And then Gotham was turned into, let's have a very, well, that's what weirdly, I was thinking. Yeah. I you was know, thinking they would no Batman, and there's no Batman in GCPD either. But like, how, there's no villains. The, 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 well, there is because the second story has to do with Two Face. But it's like, how do how do cops fight crime in a city that has Batman in it? Right. And that was the big part of it. And that's and what the it other seems one was like. Just, this series yeah, would be. And then mm-hmm. I feel I feel like mm-hmm. it's something like Law and Order or and chum, chum. NYPD Blue, so any cop drama, yes, type deal. So the Batman, which will be done in year two. It's still him becoming the Batman of you know of myth. Yes, it's still it's not necessarily an origin story like Batman. Be and he said it's begins. definitely not an origin story. He's already Batman. He's been Batman for at least a year because we've got the, this uh, PD series. Um, Jeffrey Wright plays Commissioner Gordon, who is an awesome, amazing. Actor. Jeffrey Wright's amazing. I love that he's doing this. Is in both. I'm sure, it's probably just cameos in the in the in the series. Yeah. Um, but he'll be in both. And then yes, and then we got. A a look at uh, some villains. Well, and he, that was one thing he said about the villains is that the villains will not be their persona that we know. It'll be them evolving into them. You know, like Cobblepot, uh, Oswald will be identified as the Penguin, but, you know, it's kind of like what they did with Danny DeVito. They kept calling him, you know, the Penguin, and he hated that name. You know, it was it was derogatory term towards him. It's all it's all their startup until he gets to the end of it. You know, then he'll be embracing the penguin, which I think every live action incarnation of that they've done that where mm-hmm. he is, you know, Oswald Cobble, Copperpot, Cobblepot, Cobble. and becomes you know finally embraces the penguin towards the end. Yeah, the Riddler's going to be the same way. Catwoman is not going to be. In her costume, she'll be in a, you know, a burglar cat ears. She, you know, she she evolves over the course of the film. Even even Batman, he said he wanted the Batmobile and the bat suit and everything to feel like he's piecing this together as he's going. Yeah. Well, you get a better look at the Batmobile, and it definitely shows that. Yes. You can see it seems like it's an old classic muscle car, but like the whole middle is cut out. There's a lot of a Mustang look to that. Yeah. Um. They said, you know, like his cow will have, you know, scratches and scars on it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, you know, he said one of the things that he really wanted to dive into was him as the world's greatest detective. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how he yeah. becomes There's that. a series of murders that kind of rock Gotham. And part of the problem with it is that inv- that corruption is leading to um, the GCP not being able to to solve it. Um, he did say the murders will touch upon a series of familiar Batman films, including Selena Kyle and Oswald Cobblepot before their adopt- adoptions of their supervillain identities. And Paul Dano plays a version of the Riddler that no one's ever seen before. And you see Paul Dano very much in the mm. trailer. Yes. So the trailer is, um, is a film that I was excited. is probably too much of a word, but I'm interested in seeing. Fascinated um, by? You know, wanted to see kind of what it would look like. We've seen kind of pictures of the suit, but not great. As you said, we saw the Batmobile a little bit. 
But Justin, you didn't really get a sense of what the style and the tone is going to be. And it really feels like Nolan, but like in a city that's a little bit older. I was thinking, I was just going to say that. And I do love. Feels like Nolan the in the in Batman Begins more so than Nolan. It adds in a lot of realism two. to that's what the Batman story. Like it, this is something that can really happen in a real world situation, and that's what was great about Nolan's Batman is that it was, you know, you take Batman out of it, it can still be a great movie because it's something that seems yeah, this, this very real worldy. He goes a little bit. And each one gets a little more fantastic than the ones before it to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's definitely. Um, yeah, but Nolan's the first Gotham City looked more like what a Gotham City was with the train. Yeah, but even here on. you've got the this kind of just old school apartment that you see and yeah. the subway that you see in that. Um, so we see the suit. The suit looks really good in a live action shot. Mm-hmm. It, it looked very well, moved very well. The scene with him in the in the it was interesting because it wasn't all black or whatever. The yeah, suit is the kind of like a gray and, and black, and it's got know, like a pieces. silverish. Um, to it too. So th- I thought the suit looks good. You see the scene with uh, with Bruce with his cowl off, and he has the eye makeup. And it's like, as someone pointed out, I think this is the first time they've admitted that he has to wear the eye makeup because of the the eye opening for the cowl has to be larger, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't, you never see him with just that. And uh, I do longer remember, hair. <laughs> that was the one t- thing that bothered me though was when you saw him as Bruce Wayne, and I think it's because. The shot that they showed him was Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne with the hair kind of coming down. He had those weird, you know, hit those weird bangs. I think it was mainly because that shots out of a action scene where something's happening, and but it's just I I was like his hair looks. But it kind of really adds to it too because it, it it makes it seem like you know every time you see Bruce Wayne he was always clean cut and you know had you know a good haircut and everything, um, but now this is him coming back from his kind of like training he's a different bruce wayne than he was and it kind of shows that he's different than what any, well, any, i think any chris was the one who said seen. it in the thread that said you know there um everybody was talking about how he's the ugliest bruce wayne sebastian said that there was some stuff on it about how he's an ugly bruce wayne and i was like he is what i think bruce wayne it, it, it all depends on how you write it. it's the same thing mm. when they when they cast ben affleck when they cast whoever where are you putting your bat this Batman right. is like mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's a billionaire playboy who has a secret life of going and beating peop- people up. And you see him, and it's like, that's kind of what I think he would look like. He's he's not a um, as the pictures that Sebastian shared. A lot of billionaires in this country are not good looking people. Right. <laughs> but the sons of billionaires, the old money, he's gonna be a good looking dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson is not a terrible looking person. Yeah. Like there's a reason a lot of women were very thirsty for him for a very long time while he did those sparkly movies. So I think he fits the, the, <laughs> the shot of him with the long hair and the eye makeup has turned into the emo meme. Like, Oh crazy. yeah. I love the ones where everyone's putting, um, my chemical romance, uh, yes. lyrics on the bottom. <laughs> I love those. Those are fantastic. Yeah. It's like, Oh, this is when you, when your emo boyfriend shows up on the screen, um, but even that shot with with the Bruce, you know, there's something going around him, and he's kind of right. The shots that you get of him, he looks kind of lost, which yes. I like. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is still kind of overwhelming to him, which you got a little bit up in Batman Begins, but mm-hmm. not as much. In the book, you get that a lot. In 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 that thought of what, like, it's just he's not altogether. Well, Reeves said even the Batcave is not going to look Batman. Right, you know, he doesn't have all the great the car, the same thing. Christopher Nolan's Christian Bale's Batman. 
has a military billion dollar car mm-hmm. because it was developed in the mil- the military said it's too expensive and he's yeah. like oh i want to take that out on the street and just blow over police cars and stuff <laughs> this guy's got like well i have a charge charger i'm gonna put a jet engine in the back yeah i'm sure there's some guns so i can kill people it's just like oh my favorite batman is michael keaton and just kill him. Those aren't rubber bullets coming out of a fifty caliber M2. Like Michael Keaton's break. Batman never killed anybody. He, he destroys an entire Roxxon plant of people. <laughs> Ace Chemical. Roxxon's Marvel. Was it? Oh yeah, it's Ace in that one. Whatever it was, he blows up a building. Okay, just drops the all these the, bombs. And here's the thing, because we've we've had so many iterations of Batman in film form over the last you know 30, 40 years. Next week, I need a different chair. So this I is think so loud. I think it's nice to see something different and to see him with longer hair and a different look and just kind of even in the starting starting out mode of Batman where he doesn't have the coolest tech and everything yet. I think that's what's more intriguing to me yeah, about when this. I, but even the even the change of who are you? You know, and the who normal the line is the normal line is I'm Batman. He says I'm vengeance. He I think the title of this one, The Batman, is because he doesn't become the Batman he's, until I, the end of the yeah, film. Right. That's what he's growing into the, the, the Batman, yeah. The, it's the, almost the, like the you could have named Batman Begins the Batman. Yeah. The the two things when I think of this, I always think of the Batman Strikes, that W V show uh-huh. cartoon, which it was a much younger mm-hmm. Bruce and he's not completely all together. The villains are all really fleshed out, but he's just sort that of That one like, oh. that was called The Batman. I always say that, but I always thought it was Batman Strikes when it came out. I don't know. I have all the DVDs. I watched a lot of them when they were on. And a lot of people didn't like that series, but I, I loved the design work in that series because yeah. it was very angular and very kind of a kind of mishmash of kind of like an anime thing. Um, and the the getting that, that, that line mm-hmm. and the, the best part of the trailer, who the hell are you supposed to be? Which is in another Batman film. Yep. It's in every Batman it's film. A, yeah. Who the hell are you supposed to be? And everyone thinks he's going to say I'm the Batman. And he says, I'm vengeance. He doesn't say, I'm justice. Right. That, to me, vengeance is not what Batman seeks. Right. He seeks justice. Uh-huh. This Batman doesn't. He seeks vengeance. Mm-hmm. Vengeance is born out of anger. Justice is born out of righteousness. That line, to me, was the most interesting thing in the entire mm-hmm. film. Mm-hmm. Because if that's the character we're going at, that can explain some of the, the losses... What is he fighting for? What is he searching right. for? Some of the best Batman stories. Batman Year One has that. Frank Miller's Batman. What am I doing? Um, there's been this thing for the last couple of weeks or months or whatever where people are like, you know, Bat- if Batman really wanted to, to, to save Gotham City, he should have just invested all of his money into social programs and made it into a co-op or whatever it was, some other thing. And then, of course, some writer comes in and he has one of the best. And is like, yeah, that's great, but I can't spend 80 years writing stories about Bruce Wayne <laughs> signing checks. Yeah, you know, he's got to punch somebody at sometimes. It's a right. comic book. Like, calm down. Well, but that's that's the who who do I want to be? What do I do with this? Uh, um, Nolan's Batman, Christopher Christian Bale's Batman, is very focused mm-hmm. through the first film. It's the second film where he. He's not exactly sure what he wants to be. And then, of course, we get it into the third film where Batman doesn't even show up for the first third of the film. Then mm-hmm. he shows up and while we're sitting in a theater and he's riding and I'm going, oh, Batman, Batman. And then he shows well, up like, Batman! Batman Forever. And the woman next to me just starts giggling like crazy. Batman Forever. Rob, Robin's motivation in that was vengeance. And Bruce tells him, Batman tells him, you know, what after you kill Two-Face, 
what's next you know your your vengeance your vengeance will kill will will eat you alive yeah because you gotta kill three face and you gotta kill four face you gotta kill five face multi-face i got two faces so well it's funny because the interesting when you talking uh, about you talking it about it this way if i can get my words right um he could be very much focused on the fact that Somebody in Gotham killed his parents, so he is very motivated by vengeance. At this point, yeah. I, it's I not think until I think the you'll end see where that he learns to evolve. From yes, I think that vengeance vengeance will be the motivation for him becoming. It's a very this vigilante, Batman. but he's he's no longer a vigilante at the end. He's a hero. Yeah. He it's it, a very different not Batman. the hero we want, but the hero, hero we, we need. need. The different the other different part of his too is when he says "I am vengeance," he doesn't say "I am vengeance." Yes, it's just. I'm, ve- I'm, I'm my sparkly Twilight voice. Come on. Um, just Edward saying, I'm vengeance, bro. We did find out from Matt Reeves that since this isn't an origin film, that the origin, he has said, the origin has been done very beautifully in other films. We are not going to go there. Meaning, don't, don't need to see Thomas and Martha. We are not yet. going to see Tar- Thomas and Martha Wayne. I don't know. There's three it. people in the world I never need to see shot again Uncle Ben, Thomas, and Martha. Just, no, I don't need. I, and Jonathan, fine. Kent. That's fine. I don't need no. John again doesn't get shot. Well, he gets not taken shot. up by a hurricane, <laughs> tornado, tornado. It's not hurricanes in Kansas, dude. It's <laughs> the water in Kansas. Yeah, tomato, hurricane. Tomato, tomato. They're two very different. They're very, things. very different things. <laughs> hurricanes go, bring out alligators when you see. Go experience both of them, and you tell me what's the difference. Uh, Sharknado. So his his voice is sort of normal. I thought that was interesting. It looked. I'm I'm very very intrigued, and I'm excited. And of course, we don't know when the movie's coming out yeah. because it's, it's question, question mark, mark zero, zero, question mark one. And as soon as I saw that, there was there was two things in my head. Three thousand thirty one. No, obviously the question marks are the Riddler. Yes, but think of what they replace. The twos. Uh huh. Two face. Yep. Yeah. Well, Sebastian was thinking hush. Because there is that shot in the trailer of the mask that you know of the the duct tape, and it's yeah. a, you know and there's a there's the message on it that it w- that maybe the Riddler is the red herring, and it's you know, and w- there's been rumor that Two Face was going to be in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's been rumor the that you, Bane is going to be in this. where you have like six villains in it already. The yeah. rumors yeah. just sort of like just dead. We great. made that joke. That what, what if you have Tom Hardy play Bane again? <laughs> Well, no, they were. Remember, they were talking. They were talking. Batista was going to be Bane, and he was going to be the Luchador and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, there's, there's, you know, that possibly there's a couple red herrings in this. That you know, that the communism was just a red herring. I watched Clue last week. The Clue is amazing. So good. Um, But that the riddle, the riddles in it aren't necessarily leading to the Riddler, but it's the Riddler. The the Riddler's been used as a as a herring and a non herring. Yes. Some, you know, in. uh, some big time. Ma- oh my goodness! That would be my daughter. Um, <laughs> she fall off the bunk bed. Jeez. Probably. <laughs> uh, he's the. Anyone did hasn't read Long Halloween? Yeah. Pause your pause your things. But the Riddler is a major part of it, and he is a, sort of a herring, but not a herring. That's why I thought this might be the way they kept talking well, about. Well, they also announced that they're doing Long Halloween as an animated film. Yes. I don't remember if that was yesterday or if that's something that just came out after like, ah, the hell with it. We'll give you They've some. been talking about that for years now. Wanting to well, a lot of people Halloween. have felt that this was going to be the long Halloween because of long so Halloween many takes place very early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, like yeah it is. It's like year two or somewhere. You, it's right, in the first like first five. Years, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
But because be. of so many villains being in it, they thought maybe this was going to be long yeah. Halloween. And that could be a plan later on, too. I mean, maybe if this one's successful and they want to bring Matt Reeves back to do another one. But then you also I get this... a feeling this one's going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, DC screwed up a lot of other stuff. Batman it's, films, it's, they don't really screw up. Unless they have Superman in them. That's um, true. But those weren't Batman films. They kind of made it into a Batman film. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of the problem. Because um, uh, you're trying to explain Batman in the middle of a Superman film. You also, in this, you get a clown posse. Are they insane? Well, they look pretty insane. You get... ICP for life. You get, you know, very, very Joker-esque looking... They just look like a punk band that paints their face. They look To me, they look like the bad guys in Dark Knight Returns. They look like the, the mutant gangs mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Yes. Yeah, kind of. The, idea, yeah. the animated one, yeah. 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 Well, they, their face, the the design of the the color scheme also reminded me of the clown mask in Dark Knight mm. that they wore for the bank robbery. You know, they they did. They there had wasn't a whole lot of color. They were just black and white. Really. No, there's black. There was some was red and, and blue in them. Okay, maybe. Because, <coughs> but then they also had. Remember that they also had kind of the the even the mouths if it was black or red, they kind of went up into the Joker smile a little bit. I don't think the Joker's. I I, I can almost guarantee the Joker's Knight. not in this movie. No, no, not in Dark Knight. In in ba- in the in the trailer for the oh, Batman for the trailer. Okay, yeah. I I I think that kind of like I think it'll kind of like allude to the Joker as to the possibility of him coming towards the end of this. Mm-hmm. Not so much like the card you got in Batman Returns, or excuse me, uh, uh, Batman Begins. But it'll be kind of you know more visual and you know more yeah. the chaos of the city is bringing in. Well, you don't this. know. Maybe they'll touch on it, but you know it's something that they don't want to share yet. Sure. Uh, anybody got anything else about DC fandom? Two hours. I don't think. No, I think everybody's bored of us by now. There's a lot. I mean, there was a lot more stuff that they did cover, and there was some. There were some very interesting panels. I mean, people can still go and check it out. And today, there's a lot of it's, stuff on YouTube. It's. it's Gonna be on if you want to check it through their site. I think it's still up until the end of the day today, or you can, you know, everything's on their website now. Yeah, or not uh, on YouTube or something. There's also a Facebook page too. Yeah, so you'll be able to find the content if you want to. All right, so for Chris and Ethan, I'm already going to wrap things up. We're going to say check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. Check us out on Instagram as Nerdables and on Twitter as Nerdables Show. And please think about emailing us. We still ask this because no one does it. We're nerdables at gmail.com. So for Chris and Ethan, I'm Mari saying we'll talk to you next week.